0: Pricy people suck. Wow. No. Every no.
1: Time for another week of In4G Radio. This is episode 432 for May 30th, 2016. I was just thinking yesterday, like, Sony got out of having to announce
2: the PlayStation Plus lineup because Tuesday falls on the 31st.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, there's rumors that it's NBA 26. 26- or something? I don't know. Yeah, and a week ago the rumors were Microsoft were giving away Rise and <laughs> linched the battle mage and that didn't happen. No, it did not.
1: I, I don't believe any rumors of free games every month. Uh, because uh, they're, they're always fake. It's <laughs> always stuff people are like, oh yeah, that's
2: going to be awesome.
1: And it's never awesome. Well, sometimes mm-hmm. it is. I
2: mean, games with Gold's not bad. Uh, I th- I th- well, um, XCOM, wow, that's a cracking X- yeah, game. Well, The Crew... That's a good free the crew, game. The yeah. That's it's not the greatest the game, but for free, that's a bargain. That starts
3: that starts next month, right? Yeah, starts yes. in June. Cool.
1: Um, and then, of course, the other two games: <laughs> Goat Simulator and Super b Boy.
2: Uh, say what you want about Goat Simulator, it it, it serves its purpose. It's, I mean, good, I can a imagine a, good free game. Yeah, everyone's got it by now, I imagine, but most still. most people have played it at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, let's uh, let's get it. It's going to be a crazy couple weeks, as we were talking before the show. This week, we're going to talk about another big leak, um, and then next week is the predictions of E3 show. Oh boy! We do it every oh year, and every year get it wrong every year. We're, we're <laughs> wrong. Hey, I was finally right about Killer Instinct after like
2: seven years. Yeah, but, yeah. It's a what is it? The law of Domitian returns. <laughs> At some point, you're going to have to be right. You know, I, I'm I'm on the banjo train now, so maybe I'll get the done. banjo. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: yeah.
1: But anyway, this week we have Drew.
3: Hey.
1: We have John. Hello. And we have Jay. Buongiorno. Which or should or should I say?
2: Sorry, I love Calvary's coming. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. <laughs> this camera's here. God, get it right. Christ. Jesus Christ. Get it fucking right. I'm so sorry. I haven't played enough of it.
1: Oh, boy. I wonder what
2: we're <laughs> going to talk about.
1: I forgot to tweet that we were starting the show, so let me do that. <laughs> well done, Ken. Well I'm, done, sir. Hey, hey. I got a new PC. I'm trying to get everything running.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, at least at least it is actually running this time, so that's great. Yes,
1: yes. And um, if... If the music is different on the show this week, (laughs) it's because I don't have the music from the old PC right now. So, of course, if it is, then whatever. I found it between Mm -hmm. now and when I mix the show back together. So there you go. Uh, But anyway, let's talk about video games. Drew, I know you've been playing a lot of video games. I have. Yeah, I think we all have, but
3: yeah, it's not slowing down. So nope, we're so, gonna be doing this for a while.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh God, the horrors of playing all these video games. I know. The humanity. So what? What have you been playing this week? What's What's been fiddling you?
3: Well, I have. i uh, been playing a few things. Uh, first is uh, Trails of Cold Steel. Playing some more of that. I'm right. Um, did our first episode of Phoenix Down for that? Uh. I think the next one's going to be slightly shorter because, well, we're, we're going to have to record earlier than normal. But I'm enjoying that game a lot. Um, I hit my brick wall for the first time. Really? About 11, about 11 hours in. Okay. It was a boss fight um, where I had to fight three bosses at the same time. And I was like, well, this sucks. And they have area of effect attacks. Mm-hmm. So I have to spread my teammates out. You but, know why my, uh,
1: my wife the other night asked me if I knew what AOE meant? Of course you do,
2: right? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that <it's> an <laughs> internet service provider? Yeah, AOE. Yeah. That's what I thought, yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: They got AOE Instant Messenger. Uh.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's just very confusing, these acronyms.
3: But does she think she had your, your beat for well, with her I, WoW expertise? I don't
1: think she realized that that's not... Exclusive to WoW, you know, and I don't play it. Yeah. Well. I've never, you know, I've never even seen that game except for the South Park episode. Yeah. You know?
3: right.
1: So it's kind of weird. I, yeah, I've never seen that game.
3: All right. Do you, do you know what dots are?
1: Dots? Uh huh. No. <laughs> Dip in dots? Those are delicious. That's what those are. <laughs> <laughs> it's we need more damage. dots.
3: Need more dots. 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 No more dots, dots now. Dots. Stop dots. No, uh, that's uh, damage over time.
0: Ah, mm-hmm.
3: You know what DPS is? Yeah,
1: I know what that is.
3: Okay. Yeah, we've played enough the division to know what fucking DPS is yeah, and, I knew what it and was how before. low ours is.
1: Uh, let's talk about Diablo for it. Yeah, I know what DPS
3: is. Okay. Yeah.
4: Okay, we um cool. back in our wild days, we had a we had a guild name actually DPS. And this was, where, it was around the time where there was a lot of controversy with Wild admins um Basically, getting rid and deleting like guild names and stuff like that because they were deemed offensive. So, we were like, How are we gonna hide something like in plain sight and make it really offensive? So, DPS obviously, you know, damage per second, but ours actually stood for Donkey Punch Sue, which Sue was one of the members, uh, founding members of uh, that guild. So, everyone in the guild knew what DPS stood for, but no one else did. So, the admins never actually deleted our name. So, you know, Mm good times.
1: I, I knew it was Donkey Punch. I was just wondering what mm. the S stood for. Yeah. I was thinking Sisters. Sisters would be a good one. Donkey sisters? Donkey That's... Punch Sisters?
4: Uh, well, if you got a bunch of chicks in the gills, sure, I guess. It sounds like a
1: really bad fan-made porno or something. I don't know.
4: Uh, well, there's a lot of crazy music groups. I think there's one called Tokyo Ghetto Pussy. So, there's yeah, also you can,
1: Nashville you can... Pussy.
4: Is there? Yeah, oh. there's
1: a band called Nashville Pussy.
4: They'll name they'll name stuff anything these days.
1: Yeah, yeah, they will. Yeah. Anyway.
3: So yeah, playing. Uh, did you playing did trilogy, you beat so. it? I did beat it finally. I beat it this morning
4: okay yeah, that's good um, when you feel like you're getting stuck in that game sometimes you just need to approach the, the combat a little different because you have that positioning thing that you can do where you can move characters around so if you're if one of your characters is getting hammered just separate them from the rest of the party and uh, it wouldn't hurt to like level up a little bit like like I said the master courts and stuff like that level up and they give you other benefits so if you find like a little uh, nice like grind spot just go at it for a little bit. Uh, It doesn't take long if you have some good AoE spells as well.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I've been playing that. Um, I played um, the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, Mm. Mutants in Manhattan. That
1: game is terrible, right? Yeah, Uh, I've had that.
3: The internet says that it's terrible. (laughs) Um, I kind of like it.
1: Yeah, I like it, too. I like it quite a bit. Actually, I've sunk five hours into that game already.
3: I um and I now, didn't
1: beat I, it. So ha.
3: Yeah, I didn't beat it either. <laughs> um the thing about this game is that it will get monotonous after yeah. a while. I mean, it's a beat 'em up, you know, that's what's going right. to happen. Um but it it does a lot of things that are fun. It's it tries something different on each level. Granted, there's a, there's a bunch of times where it's like, "Okay, stop these bombs from going off or you know, defend this point, which is usually a pizza shop or something or, you know, it's, it's got that Ninja Turtles flair to it.
1: But also all of the levels are completely randomly generated for the, for the missions.
3: Well, that's, that's true.
1: uh, Like I went back and played old levels and it's different objectives.
3: It's different objectives, but the layout's the same. Well,
1: of course, but you have to go to different places.
3: Well, sometimes, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like sometimes, like on the first level, you have to take out the hideouts.
3: Yeah. Or
1: sometimes you'll have to protect the pizza trucks. Or sometimes you'll have to move the bomb. Yeah. So it's never the same missions over and over again.
3: Right. Um, but it's it's cool. There's It has um, full-player online co-op. There is no couch co-op. Um, But, yeah, like joining up with a couple of friends and beating the crap out of the foot is kind of fun to me. Um, and uh, the cool thing is, is like it's basically like a... Think of it as like a light version of a Dynasty Warriors game where everything levels up. So your character profile will level up, which then unlocks new abilities that you can equip to your turtles. Um, and each turtle has different... Like, you can, you can equip them with different things. Um, pretty much all of them have a combo attack, which allows them to party up with their brothers and just do crazy amounts of damage. Um, but then there's other ones like, uh, you could have one character as a healer who will like, he will not only heal himself, but he'll like, he'll throw pizza slices at his brothers and stuff. And, um, there's some that's all about, you know, trying to, uh, Hinder the enemy so you know There's one where you have the what's it called turtle Time
1: yeah turtle time stops the Stuff in the environment
3: it stops time And then you can just wail on guys or uh, There's a combo attack Where two turtles start Dancing and then it forces everybody around Them to start dancing And it's uh it's 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 Ridiculous it's like it's like watching the Cartoon or something like that Um but i like it it's It's not a bad Ninja Turtles game. What's people's problems with this? I haven't really read into it. I've
4: been doing other things other than reading about people complaining about video games. So what's their complaint, and what do you think of their...
1: The big complaint was the 30 frames a second, because it's a Platinum game. Okay. Uh, That's one of them. One of them is that it's really
3: short. Mm. I, I mean, there's like 12 levels, and a level will take you an hour...
1: Oh, so nine. it's like, so
4: it's like nine hours long.
1: I have put five hours in. I've defeated six of the levels. Yeah. Um, I I, I guess if you sat down and you played through every level straight, um, you could probably do it in four to five. Yeah. Rushing. Um, but obviously people are like, well, it's three hours.
4: But, like, if the other complaint about the game is that it gets repetitive and monotonous, don't you want that game to not be that long? Because a game that goes on too long for its own, uh, its own benefit often suffers. Oh,
0: and absolutely.
1: You,
4: yeah, and if you remember, like, the best beat 'em up games don't last that long for that very reason because you are doing the same kind of things in different environments, fighting different bosses, but it's endlessly replayable because, you know, how fun the actual activities are. So you're not, you're not playing like a really long game, but at the same time, you're just kind of playing through it over and over again, you know, with your friends and doing all this stuff, finding collectibles. And that's still fun. So when people say like, Oh, I just wanted an old, uh, old, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, just like Turtles in Time. And then they complain about the fact that it's not, it's, it's too short. That doesn't make any sense. Turtles in Time, you could beat that game in two hours. Yeah. What, what are they complaining about? What do they want? Do they even know
1: what they want? No, nobody no. knows what they want. You know, <laughs> it's the internet. Come on.
3: The thing is, is like people went into this game immediately saying it's crap.
1: Yeah, like the internet blew up with this game is garbage. And, and that was before anybody actually played it.
3: Yeah. And I'm just like, really, guys? I mean, that we're, we're to that part, point where everybody has to be snarky. Yeah. You know, it's cool to be cynical and and be, you know, just hate everything.
1: Yeah, we've talked about that. Like, people go into games with that attitude instead of going into a game like, I'm excited. Yeah. I want to play this. I want to like this. If you go into a game excited and it sucks, then it sucks. It, you know, that's fine. But would you go in looking for issues, fuck you. Maybe you shouldn't be playing games because you I, just you just feel like you hate everything.
3: I went into this game saying, "Finally, a fucking Ninja Turtles game that may not suck." And you know what? I finally got a Ninja Turtles game that didn't suck. Yeah,
1: I do think that it's overpriced.
3: I I, I do too. This should have been thirty bucks.
1: Yeah, thirty bucks would have been the sweet spot for this game. Well, uh, how much is it? It's fifty. It's fifty. Oh wow! I yeah. thought it was a budget sort title. Oh, oh. Well, technically, it, it is. Yeah, ten dollars it's not, it's not sixty.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, I, 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 but yeah, I don't. But yeah, I still think that. it it needs to be played with friends, though.
1: Yeah, it's much better with your buddies than it is yeah. solo.
3: Because when you play solo, even on like a harder difficulty, it's fucking it's a cakewalk. Because just that, let the other turtles do the the, work. the other the AI is it will wreck the Foot Clan. <laughs> it's nuts. And I'm just like, well, I can just sit back and let everybody else do the work. Um, but, you know, playing with your friends is, is what's really fun about it. Um, and it's like one of those games where you jump in, you do a level, you'll probably unlock something. You know, like a, a new um, – maybe get some points to upgrade your abilities or – Get a, uh, a new... What are they called? Charms. Uh, charms. I was going to say talismans. There are uh, too
1: many charms in that game for me only being able to use one at a time unless I'm well, playing on hard.
3: Yeah, you have to play on a hard difficulty to use more charms.
0: Ugh.
1: Charms are but, essentially perks.
3: Yeah, they give you buffs. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, there's, a, there's actually a lot here.
1: Yeah, it's surprisingly deep. Almost reminds me of like a loot game. Like, Cause the charms are like buffs and you can find them in various parts of the level. They're not like always in the same place.
3: Now there, there's a few issues. So if you, uh, like I immediately jumped online and played with Ken and Justin and we beat like three levels. And then I went back and started playing single player. None of that stuff carried over for me.
1: Well, your level and your charms did right? my
3: level and my charms did, but I started to do the first three levels again. Yeah. Um, but if you play single player, that's where you see the kind of story that they're showing. Um And I'll be honest with you, I was hoping for a kind of a narrative Ninja Turtles <laughs> game. That's, you get maybe a two-minute cutscene in between the levels, and that's about it.
1: And it's mostly, hey, what's the next boss that we need to go to?
3: Yeah. We got some readings on where Rocksteady is. Yeah. And that's where we're gonna go. And then Mikey's like pizza. And then that's about it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> dude, dude, I gotta get a jetpack, dude.
3: Yeah, but uh yeah, it still has that Ninja Turtles charm to it. I like it. It's a, fun, the, it like, it's a fun game. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not going to blow anybody's socks off. But if you're a fan of Ninja Turtles and you like beat 'em ups, then this is a, I, I'd say buy this game. Yeah, you know, I mean that's the thing is like you know. I've been waiting so long for a good Ninja Turtles game, or or I'll put it this way. I've been waiting so long for a Ninja Turtles game that didn't suck ass. And so far, up until this one, all of them have. That Nickelodeon one was pretty poor as well, wasn't it? Oh, it was horrible. It was was very slightly better than Out of the Shadows.
1: Oh, Out of the Shadows was bad.
3: Out of the Shadows was fucking terrible. Which one was that? That was the XBLA game.
1: Yeah, Summer of Arcade title back when they still had Summer of Arcade.
3: Yeah, wow. Yeah, in fact, I think that was the last Summer of Arcade that did.
1: It might have been.
3: Yeah, and I think that was the showcase.
1: Makes me sad. That was there was another game that came out during that that I thought was really good, and I don't remember what it was. I don't know. That was a good man. I miss Summer of Arcade.
3: Yeah, but yeah, um, but I did play that. Um, I'll be writing my review of that. Play another game for a review called Downwell. Oh, yeah.
2: oh that's that phone game that's doing this com- on consoles and PC, isn't it? It's like yeah, it built for phones or it's better on phones or something. I don't
3: know. I mean, it's it, it feels like a phone game when you are playing it on the on the PS four because that's where I am playing it, and it's like it's a vertical looking game, like almost like you are looking at it through a phone. Okay. But it's actually kind of cool. It's very addicting. You're basically falling down a well and there's enemy, there's enemies. Down well. Yeah. And you are, you can shoot stuff with your feet. So you'll shoot bullets with your feet and you'll kill enemies.
1: Is this Bayonetta? Uh,
3: no. (laughs) But, um, but you can also jump on top of enemies. Certain enemies you can't jump on. Um, but when you land, on something. So like you land on a platform or something like that, it reloads your boots so you can shoot more. Oh. So you'll run you'll run out of bullets and you have to land on something, either land on an enemy or land on a a a platform to reload your boots. And then there's other things you can do, like you can grab perks along the way in like these secret rooms and stuff like that. And uh you can buff up your character. But it's it's kinda like a roguelike where if you die you kinda start from the very beginning. Uh, so you kind of see how far you can go down the well. Um, but it's actually really addicting. That's, that's a really fun game. I sat down and played it for like, I thought I was like, ah, I was, was going to try it out, do a couple of quote unquote, levels, but then I sat there for like an hour and a half and kept playing it.
0: Nice.
3: And there's some progression to it. You'll unlock different things like, um, it, 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 basically like how the game looks. So a different color scheme or stuff like that. It's, it's kind of like cosmetic stuff. You're not unlocking official perks or anything like that for for just to stay with you so especially every time you die it's a, it's a new run completely but no that's, that's a really fun game i'm curious how much they're charging for that
1: Isn't it or is, is it out is it out not, is it not out yet i don't know i will but,
3: look uh, into said question look into it i will um I uh downloaded but did not play the uh the Axiom game.
1: Uh it's 4.99 and it's out.
3: Four ni- 4.99 sure. 99 that's that's totally fine. Yep. That that's a fun little game that anybody can pick up and play. Uh but Axiom uh not Verge.
1: Soul Axiom.
3: Soul Axiom. Thank and it's you. It's
1: good because you can't talk about it anyway.
3: Okay, well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I have not
1: played it yet. Well, okay, well, good.
2: Because you can't talk about it anyway. It looked cool. The trailer that you sent us looked pretty cool. Yeah, it I did mean, look looks cool. Different. I, was, I was interested to
1: know if it was any good, but since you haven't played it, I can't ask you.
3: Well, I couldn't say anyway.
1: I, well, you could say if I just hit stop, then you could
3: tell That's me. true. This
1: game's the well, fucking uh, best, game. Forever, yeah. <laughs> game of the year. Yeah.
3: Um... But yeah, that uh, I'm trying to imagine anything else I, play before we I played before. I talk the about division f- patch. We did play the division, and I have to give it to them. Congratulations, Ubisoft, and massive because you've actually made a game that I care about playing now.
2: Yep, <laughs> I'm, I'm back in. Uh, the, is, the HVT stuff is great. Yeah, it yeah. is really cool. I'm really pleased at that. Update is now here. It took a while, but it is really cool. Well, they fixed the loot table finally.
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> I'm actually getting good loot now.
3: So, so it was it was a weird like two step program. First, they were like everybody was complaining, dude, we're not getting any loot drops. They said, okay, we'll make you have better loot drops. So a ton of stuff would drop, but then it was like just complete garbage that dropped. And they're like, dude, we don't like this because we get a lot of loot drops, but they're all shit. And they're like, okay, well, we'll make them better. And then they made them better. Some yep. more loot drops, and they're better. Guess what? Loot 2.0, just like in Diablo. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm very happy to cool. see it. Yeah, like I, I they're, love they're playing. Listening. I love playing that game. Yeah. So having a reason to play that game is great.
3: And I really want to try at least one of these fucking incursions. We have yet to do any of that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, well, our gear score is going up substantially now, based on you know these these new loot drops.
3: Yeah. So it's I feel crazy. like we're
1: getting a lot better and we can actually handle one of these things now.
3: And now that I'm actually looking into it – see, I never actually looked into it as far as like the stats for my actual equipment and stuff like that, like looking to see what synergizes best with stuff. I started looking into that stuff shit's deep as hell. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, it really is. I was like, "Ah, whatever, I'm not looking at that until after I get max level at least." And it's kind of like in Diablo. I don't give a shit what I get until I hit level 70. Right. It's kind of like that. Um so now that I'm that max level and all I have to worry about now is basically how I can get my DPS as high as I can.
0: Yep.
3: And, you know, that one of the greatest things was I had that realization they was like, oh, go get that um, blueprint to make the extended magazine. I went and did that and made two extended magazines, and my DPS jumped up at least 50,000. And yeah. I was like, just from a fucking magazine?
4: <laughs> more, more bullets means more firepower over time, yeah.
3: Exactly. But then there's also have a, a like a separate stat where it's like, oh, you know, 50% more damage with a headshot or – You know, it's all these like, or better machine gun damage, you know, stuff like that, so.
1: Mine gave me 37% crit damage.
3: Yeah. So that's, that's, it's deep. I'm totally down again. Yeah. See, see, they may fuck it up again. We'll see.
1: Yeah, it's, it's entirely possible. But the nice thing is, is I own the game and I can come and go as I please, and it was not a big deal not having played for like a month or two.
3: Yeah, that was the same for me. I hadn't touched that game in a month.
1: I jumped right back in, took about know, 10, 15 minutes, and I'm, I'm back.
3: Yeah. It took me a minute to realize, hey, I'm not healing, and I need to figure out how to do that again. <laughs>
1: I remember you're like, what do you do to heal? I'm like, right, right on the D-pad.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I feel like I have to learn this game again. But, no, we had a good time. I, I had a good time that, that, that other night. Yeah, the only, that.
1: We, we went for the weekly, and we got killed. So, unfortunately, we missed him.
3: Yeah. So, that was you can't do that one again. It's kind of like the nightfall. Yeah. It, they, well, the nightfall you can always retry, but it, this one you can't try it again. <laughs> we got,
1: we got smoked in that, in that, uh, garage.
3: Yeah. <laughs> they were just bum rushed the shit out of us.
1: Yeah. It was fun though. So I'm, I'm definitely back in. I want to play yeah. some more. Yeah.
3: Me too. Um, and next month is the first, the first ex- season pass. Yeah. First one. Yeah. I think so, it's underground, right? Yeah, underground. Welcome to the sewers. Oh, Maybe we're we'll run into some turtles. Maybe
1: they do 15 levels down.
3: Mhm. <laughs> God. But um yeah, I, I want to say that, that is it except for one other game.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm going to have to put a I'm not to put a lock on Jay talking about this game cuz I know Yeah, I know. What? <laughs> so,
3: so let me let me paint a picture for you. Um, th- a while ago,
1: I wish I had I the, s- the bird tweeting sound that Bastion has. I would play that right now.
3: <laughs> a long time ago, I said I wanted, five try five, to, five. I wanted to try to get into a MOBA, and I couldn't get into one. You know, I tried multiple ones, and then I played a little Blizzard game called Heroes of the Storm. And I said, well, I finally found a MOBA that I can get into. And for the past probably five, six years, I've been – I can't really get into a first-person shooter. And then I sat down and played a little Blizzard game called Overwatch. And I said, well, now I can actually play a first-person shooter.
1: So (laughs) when's Blizzard going to make a fighting game so we can just call
2: them the genre master? That's true. (laughs) Another 18 years. (sighs)
3: I – I don't, I don't know, but Overwatch, Overwatch may very well be my game of the year. It's pretty cool. Fun. You've had a few of those this past month. <laughs> I, I have. It's been a great.
2: It's great, hasn't it? It's, yeah. it's yeah. been a We've great all year. Of that stuff
3: it has. It has been a fantastic year. Ratchet and Clank is still up there. Oh, so Overwatch, good. Hell, Overwatch it's been is, a
2: fucking.
1: It's been an outstandingly stellar thirty days.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: doom overwatch uncharted oh my god that's a hell of a 30 days
3: yeah and then ratchet and clank right before that yeah
1: yeah i mean come on
3: i i don't know but overwatch is a game that i just keep going back to like since i've got it i have played at least probably two hours a day but then like this weekend it was nonstop.
1: Yeah, I played – it was one of those games that I will just play for 20 minutes to an hour. And,
3: and the biggest thing about this game that differentiates itself from other first-person shooters for me is the fact that I will play this game by myself.
1: Yeah, I play by my – I have to play by myself because I, I, I have it on the system nobody has it on.
3: Yeah. I. But the, <laughs> see, mm-hmm. normally when I play a first-person shooter or something like that, I'd be like, all right, I need to have a team. I need to be coordinated with other people. And in Overwatch, I can jump in, and for the most part, now you're going to run into people who are just idiots, but for the most part, people kind of play their role as best they can. And when that works, it feels fucking great. Yep. When you're synergizing with your team, everybody's doing what they need to do, it's amazing. And man, it's fun. Yeah,
1: it's goddamn fun.
3: And the thing is, I haven't even tried some of the heroes yet.
1: Oh yeah, I've <laughs> I've kind of um, I've kind of fluctuated between uh, depending on what we're doing. Are we attacking? Are we defending? If we're attacking, it, it's me and Farah. Me and Farah hanging out.
3: Fuck you and your Pharaoh.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Drew hates Farah. Oh. I
3: hate Farah. She's but pretty good. If you'd like her if she was aid. on
1: your team, you know, if I was playing with you. Ah. Um, and if I'm doing defense, I'm a junk rat. Mm, good
4: choice.
1: Yeah, I like, I like his, his, uh, how you can immobilize people with the bear trap and I love the, 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 the bomb.
4: Uh, yeah, the, 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 the rip tire that rolls around. Oh,
1: that thing is. Oh man, there's nothing better than when somebody's defending like four or five of them together, and I just roll that bitch in there. Mm.
4: You know, you can climb walls with that thing because it's got the spikes on it. Yep, <laughs> just, just climb right over the wall, right into the middle of like four guys, and just blow them all up. It's oh, great. it's
1: beautiful. It's beautiful.
3: I'm a Reinhardt man. Reinhardt's great. Yeah, it's so satisfying. Whenever you you know you got like everybody trying to push on you, you got your shield up, and then oh look out! I did the earthquake and knocked everybody the fuck down. It's so fun.
1: I like May too when I'm playing defense.
3: I really got into May too. May for a is, while there. Is
1: really fun to like just to, the that wall is just a giant fuck you.
3: the The uh, biggest thing for me it was the other night I was playing with Jay and. uh I was playing as May. It was like I think it was the first time I was playing as May, and there was a fucking uh, Widowmaker way up high somewhere. She was trying to snipe us, and I sniped her ass with a fucking icicle (laughs) right in the head. (laughs) Right in the fucking head. I was like, God damn! I love this fucking game.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I've been kind of veering towards Bastion for. Um, oh boy! Oh, <laughs> this fucker, with
1: cancerous! Oh, well, here we go! <laughs>
2: uh, Jesus Christ! You trolls! Um, Bastion's a great for defense. He really is. So I've been, I've been, I've been using him, and then uh, attacking's generally uh, either Farah or um, Soldier Seventy Six because I like his sort of heal ability and his uh, his alt is pretty good.
4: Yeah, um, Soldier's very self-sufficient. He can fit into that DPS role in any position, more or less. It's so very good. Uh, the thing about Bastion that uh, people complain about is that early on, especially when you're lower level, um, you're not sure how the other heroes work and how they interact with uh, the mechanics that, let's say, like Bastion has with his turret form and whatnot. But once you understand that certain heroes like hard counter him, if there's a bastion alone, he's not supported by like multiple characters. Yeah, about, then he just gets picked up. He's completely, completely useless. But if he's actually, you know, playing well with his teammates in a good position, protected by Reinhardt, maybe you know, amp, amp damage by Mercy, then you get something of a huge threat. But even that can be countered with something like a tracer that can just literally just zip right in just there the fuel yeah. and then just walk out
2: and you just die. There's nothing. You can tracer has been the bane. Uh, yeah, my my plays.
3: Tracer has been the bane of Reinhardt too.
1: I think Tracer's the bane of everything.
3: Yeah, she's she's very fast. She loves zipping right behind my shield and then sticking me and then running away. Ugh.
1: I hate her worse. Like people have been complaining about Bastion. I hate Tracer worse than Bastion. And and and, I, and, I, and I'm right there with you, Drew. If there's a Pharah on the other team, I hate that shit yeah <laughs> well, see, that, that's the thing. Like she's flying
3: behind me while i got my shield up and you know she's hitting me in the back you know luckily her alt doesn't actually destroy my full shield it can if it's been shot you know a couple of times but oh
1: man there's nothing like flying up in the air and having my ultimate and just blasting the entire other team
3: and raining justice that from is
1: so satisfying
3: yeah
4: If you can get a Mercy to fly up up there, amp your damage, so you you do 50% more damage with your ulti. You you know what would be
1: great? Is if people on Xbox One learned how to play a goddamn support role.
4: I heard that uh, with consoles, there's less people playing support.
1: Yeah, which is still... I I actually was playing support because nobody was doing it. I
2: tried um, Mercy for a little while when I was having issues doing well in the game as an offensive player, I'd, I'd fire up Mercy and just give support. And I got a good couple of um, play of the games through that as well, which is quite handy. Well, it's fine <coughs> if the players I'm buffing or healing would do what they're supposed
1: to do, but I get, yeah. <laughs> I get frustrated with it because, you know, we're trying to attack the the, the the point, And I've got the player healed, I'm healing everybody, I've got my beam on them, and they stand outside and don't go in. And I'm like, what yeah. the hell are you doing? Go, I'm, I'm healing you. Go. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> You've got a buff. Go kill him. Exactly. Him, and I'm switching yeah. back and forth
1: between because she's, you, you know, if you're playing as Mercy, you just hold down the left bumper and fly to the person you need to heal or buff, mm. and that's awesome. But yeah, like they don't, they don't understand that's, support. That's
4: the problem with playing support is that generally the people that are, that want to win the game, uh, that are very objective focused, will end up playing support. But the thing about playing supports is that they can't win the game by themselves. Like if you if like a superb player was let's say playing something like Tracer or like a Genji, right? They can basically carry that game on their shoulders by literally eliminating the team entirely by themselves. To some degree. If you're playing against someone that's like a, a team that's a little lower level than they are but no matter how good a mercy is, that mercy is not going to win a game that when they're not, uh, when their team is not participating properly. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's a different,
2: it's a very difficult balance to meet uh, as far as playing support goes.
4: But that's the f- point
2: of that being a team based. Yeah, yeah. 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 As opposed yeah. to Call of Duty, you know, you've got to act together and, and work as a team, otherwise you are going to get roasted every time. Yeah, but mm-hmm. you've got to stop worrying about that because this
1: game does an excellent job of, of focusing on not just the people who make the points. But the people who support the points, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. The uh, I have to give it to um, like Mercy. I use Mercy a lot. I can't use was it Lucio. Yep.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, I can't use him either. He's can't, really I tricky.
3: Can't, yeah, I can't figure that fucker out. I've tried a couple of times, um, but the dude, the, like people who can use him really well. Oh, not, God. Only, not only is he a good healer, but the dude can wreck some people too. Yeah, he
1: also will speed damage. you. Like he can speed up the entire team.
3: Oh yeah, that's that's the best fucking thing when you got a Reinhardt that's fucking flying. Yeah, yeah. When he, Fantastic. When he turns
1: on that boombox and everybody's running to the objective super fast. Oh my god!
4: Yeah. You uh, play those control maps where you're supposed to stay in one zone to contest the point while the rest of your team goes. What I do often is that I basically always play Lucio in that kind of stage if I'm playing support, and you know, based on the situation, I would change back from the healing and the. And the speed, but when I notice that I'm basically the last person alive, I'll start using the speed buff, and I'll start wall riding across the entire arena. And oftentimes, it'll take them like 20, 30 seconds to finally catch me. And in that whole time, they're not able to take the point, they're not able to convert points. So at that point, the rest of my team starts coming in. They're so distracted by me just wall riding across the arena, trying to pick me off. And then they come in from behind and just wreck the team. Yeah. You can get wins like that. You can be really impactful even playing support.
3: That's, um, one of the great things is, uh, when somebody is playing him and he drops the beat, that, <laughs> yeah. that's when I'm like, okay, we need to start fucking doing something right now. You know? yep. <laughs> it's like, all right, now we need to kill, kill, kill. And that's when, I, you know, that's whenever I know, all right, I'm trying, time to pin somebody with Reinhardt. So,
1: you know, you know, what I think my favorite part about this game is, is it? it's a lot like Battlefront to me. Where I don't care if I lose, yeah, it's still fun, and yeah, I don't that's... care if I die because I'm I'm right back in. I can switch my character, change my tactics, and I'm still I having think, fun.
4: I think that's the best part about Overwatch is um, I love the philosophy of the characters in that you can switch whenever you're at the spawn, you know, whether you died or whether you literally just ran back to change it. So I think a lot of the frustration when it comes to these kind of team-based competitive games is that you get into a situation. And you have a composition that just doesn't work well against the op- uh, the opponent's composition. Let's say you're playing like a MOBA, right? Like a Dota, League of Legends, or Heroes. If you have a bad composition, that's it. Yeah. That's what you have to work with for the rest of the game. But in this game, no. You say like, "Oh, okay, they have a ba- they have like they're running six bastions. Holy shit! How are we gonna break this?" And you just run a bunch of tracers and uh, genjis, and you're good. That's it. That's all you need to do. But you need to have that knowledge and that initiative to change. And if you were able to do that, then the game becomes just really dynamic, no matter how many times you played, every game feels so different and that's that's like one of the best things about that game yeah i've yep. never
3: had i've never had a match that played exactly the same
1: yeah and no, even you know even if you're playing on the same map
3: it feels different yeah that's a that is a fucking well made game Let's that work. like yeah the presentation yeah. to me is really what sets it off because i mean. It, there's so many small, subtle things that you kind of just pick up on, like through some kind of weird osmosis, where you know, like okay, you, you'll see something on the side of the map, or or even like the sound cues, like when 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 a character, like when I'm getting shot in the back, one of my one of my teammates' characters will say, "Hey, look behind you," or something like that, and it, it's it's small things like that that they've added to that game that not only give it a little bit of flair and flavor, but also is actually really good at teaching you the game. Right. You
1: should run when you hear, Die, die. Die, die. die. Oh, <laughs> it's high
3: noon. Uh, <laughs> Doc, yeah.
1: Holy shit, duck! Get under cover.
3: Almost. When I hear those two things, I pull up my shield immediately and say, everybody get fucking behind me now.
1: <laughs> I, I use Farrah's alt where you jump really high in there. Like, I'm not dying. Not right now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that, oh, man. I, I love that game. Thank you. Fucking amazing! It's really good. It is. I didn't think they. I didn't think it, 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 they could pull it off. But when I played the beta, I was like, okay, there's something to this. And then when I played the full game, I'm like, yes, this is Blizzard is doing it yet again.
1: Somebody did the math of how long it would take to unlock everything for every character. Five thousand games. Oh, that's a lot of games. Hey, you can just buy the loot boxes. Of course you can. we are two bucks for two. Or something like that.
4: Um, I think I think if you buy like the fifty boxes, it's like thirty dollars, fifty bucks, or forty dollars.
1: If you don't want to, if you don't want to grind it, but you know what, you can open them like two or three matches. You get a new box. It's not that bad.
4: Uh, the the good thing is, like, as you level up, you get uh, the new box. But what I was concerned with is that, like, let's say you're like level forty or level fifty. If it becomes, like, Diablo, like, Paragon levels, where yeah. it just becomes, like, insane to level. No, it, it actually caps up at 22,000. That's it. And then that's, that's how much experience you need to level up from forty to 50, 50-60, 100 well, well, to 200. Well, that's good, because
1: the leveling doesn't do anything
4: else. It doesn't, right? It just unlocks those loot ca- uh, crates that gives you more customization and stuff. Yeah,
3: and yeah I'm, and I'm okay with that. cosmetic stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. And I'm okay Although I have, with that. To, I have to say though, my legendary diva costume was pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, I haven't even. I don't think I've got a legendary costume yet. I'm.
3: I, I got look, one the other bastard. night. <sighs> yeah, level fifteen loot box got me a legendary diva. I, I didn't so open I, up a legendary outside
4: of the mandatory one. The twenty five until I was like level tw- thirty six. So you, you're a lucky <laughs> bastard.
3: <laughs> yeah, I got that one, and I was like, well, I guess I'm using diva from now on. Fuck Reinhardt.
1: Yeah, their legendary skins are fucking awesome
3: yeah um, so yeah
4: it also changes uh, a lot of the things that they say too depending on um like if you have the mercy one um where she looks kind of like a devil yeah she says heroes never die for a price <laughs> and a lot of little things like if you have like the um the hanzo costume instead of saying ryuga which means uh you know the, the dragon it says okami which means uh, kind of like god or something like that and he's like a lot of little different minute details you wouldn't really notice, but once you start using the skins, you're like, wow, they actually put an in, like, effort into these skins. It's not yeah. just cosmetic.
3: I the uh, I'm pretty sure the the one that I have, which is I think like the Junker Diva costume, mm-hmm. which is kind of like a steampunk looking thing. That's cool it, skin. It, it it the sounds are different with her. So instead of like the what sounds like eight bit video game sounds, now it sounds like you know, like me- mechanical shit. Running around, so it's small stuff like that. That they, you know, Blizzard always puts their, puts time into their stuff like that.
1: And the game hasn't even been out long enough for them to be adding more.
3: Yeah. So Blizzard is now the king of MMOs, the king of MOBAs, in my opinion, and uh, the king of loot horror games. Well, they've always
1: been the king they, of RTS. Been,
4: yeah.
3: Yeah. And RTS, and, well, now, in my opinion, first-person shooters.
1: Well, team-based shooters. Oh, yeah. I still think Doom is a better playing game.
3: Well, yeah, well, Doom's a a, different game. It's a different thing, and that's my point,
1: is they're the king of arena team-based shooters. Yeah. Mm
3: Mm-hmm. So, there you go.
1: Blizzard's For- just really fucking good. That's what you need to say.
3: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> listen, Blizzard they, shits fucking gold, dude.
4: They they take their sweet time making anything and everything,
1: but boy, did they put out quality
3: yep. 99% of the time. And now that you mention it, I want Blizzard to make a fucking fighting game.
1: Hey, did you see the, the what is it, what do they call it, um, Star Siege or something that's in the arcade in the Japan level? No. So it's showing, like, um... A, a Terran Marine fighting like Kerrigan or something on the screen.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw put, that. Yeah. yeah.
1: You can punch it. I punch it.
3: Uh, yeah, I, I do. That arcade is wrecked by the time the match starts. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> oh, Reinhardt does it. not like arcades. <laughs> so, yeah, no. That's a great game. Yep. Anything else? I think that's it.
1: All right. So, we'll move on to Jay. Do you have anything that you'd like to talk about?
4: Um... Well, let, let's skip over the whole Overwatch discussion we had, so I'll start with some other stuff before <laughs> I add a little bit more to that. Um, I played a, I played a bit of Guilty Gear Excered Revelator. Uh, uh, we're too. not on their embargo for that. Nope. So, yeah, so I can talk about it. Man, they put a lot of effort into their story mode.
1: I have not it's, touched the story mode yet.
4: Did you try the Excered Story Mode, the Excered Story Mode?
1: Yeah, I played a little bit of it.
4: Yeah, see, we say played...
1: Well but it's uh, just it,
4: like a season of anime that you watch. Yeah,
1: it's not you don't really play anything.
4: Yeah, yeah. You just it's just literally they, they recommend that you leave everything on default, which is auto mode, that you know transitions all the text and stuff like that automatically as the voices go. It's fully voice acted. Uh and it just kinda takes you through a story arc. You don't have to there's no like mandatory playing like where you gotta have these like token fights you know, pick up the controller, have like one round fight for symbolic reasons, and then just continue the game. There's nothing like that. You just, just watch this giant anime Magnus Opus just play out in your, in your, in front of you. It's neat. I like it. They took, they took a lot of effort. There's a ton of dialogue. There's a ton of exposition. There's some like really cool fighting scenes. Uh, I'm on like chapter four already. It's uh, when you start watching it, it's kind of hard to stop. It's like watching like a, uh, like a binge watching like a season of anime or something like that. It's neat. The storyline is fucking bonkers.
1: Cause it's <laughs> it's guilty game. here. What do you expect? Yeah,
4: yeah these, uh, Arxis Works has always been crazy with their storylines. The Blaze Blue is, their storyline is just inconceivable as far isn't as. There,
1: isn't there, isn't, like, they just announced the new Blaze Blue coming this fall? And uh-huh. doesn't it have, like, a 40 hour story mode?
4: It's supposed to be the final, the, basically, the last bit of story for Blaze Blue, like, in its entirety. <laughs> so, yeah um it's gonna it's gonna be bonkers and you know how they they do it's central fiction now for blaze blue they're gonna have central fiction extend eventually just uh-huh. like they've had for uh continuum shift uh, Chrono Phantasm, and stuff like that so i'm still gonna play it. i, I love blaze blue games um yeah, i obviously don't yeah I, I obviously don't have enough time to play as much as i did back in the day but i still have a good time with it i i like uh I like being involved in the competitive side of that game, along with the with uh, with the other archer Sames. So I'll try that out. Um, they added a bunch of new characters. Some of them you have to unlock through like currency, like in-game currency, or you have to unlock through story mode, and they're they're fucking crazy. And I don't I don't even know how to describe some of them because how crazy they play and look. But there's like this one particular character that stuck out. He's a giant of a man, just like huge, muscular Buddhist monk man with a huge gray beard, and it's actually like a like a robot being controlled by a little Korean girl inside of it. And then <laughs> this, that's like this is uh, Guilty Gear or, or Blaze Guilty Blue? Gear. Okay. Guilty Gear. Okay. Because okay, yeah, cool. I
1: was very Gear. upset that my character that I used to love to play as is DLC. Uh, in Blaze Blue or
4: Guilty, Guilty Gear?
1: Gear in Revelator.
4: In Revelator, who is it? Dizzy. Dizzy, oh yeah, yeah. Dizzy. It's
1: DLC, and I'm very upset about that.
4: Yeah, I think as much as I love the Arxist game, I do have to give them a lot of crap for the way they do the iterations of the games. Plus so some of the DLC stuff, I don't think. Because I mean, I think Dizzy is basically finished more or less. You know, it's not I don't think it's anything they have to do after the fact. But at the same time, given how content rich this game is with the the variety of new characters and that extensive story mode i can't i can't get on their case too hard but it's something that i've noticed for a long time they they, you know they can do better than that um but yeah i'm gonna continue playing it i'm gonna test out the netcode when the game releases and after like maybe a a day of playing i'll put out the review for that maybe a video too um and the other game that i loaded up but i can't talk Talk about is Adelir Sophie. I think that's embargoed till sometime in June. Um, I was really disappointed. What Adelir Shally is the last one I played. I've been following this series for a very, very long time now since the PlayStation Two generation. So, you know, I've been a big fan, uh, and um, they've done a good job, even in the PS3 games, because they've had literally multiple trilogies come out. Uh, and this is basically the beginning of a new trilogy on the PS4 slash Vita, I think. So, yeah, I, I hope this one it will be as good as um, I know they're capable of, because they, they make some really addictive and fun games. And uh, I'll just uh, cap off what I've been playing. What I just played a lot of Overwatch. I, this has been my week of Overwatch for me. Yeah, everybody uh, kind of level... glazed
1: over the fact that you said you were level 40 almost?
4: 47.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm like guess
4: level what? 8, okay? Drew is almost level 20.
3: I am um, close so. to it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
4: But, um, in my circle of friends that I really, you know, we, I, I, you know, we took some time off from work and stuff like that to play the game for the week because we haven't done anything like this since like the wild days. And it's just like a nostalgia fest, man. You take like a couple of days extra and then you just play a video game. It's just like the good old days. But anyway, we did that. And among my group of friends who were playing during that time, I am the lowest level. Oh, Jesus. The highest level of them being level 62 at this point. Uh, so yeah, been playing a lot of Overwatch, and uh, this is definitely my uh, top game of the eerie uh, contender so far. Uh, I, w- I do have one complaint about the game, and it is the fact that um, I don't know how much they're going to support the game going forward. And based on that premise, I'm not sure if the microtransaction is justifiable on a game that is full-priced. I'm, I mean, I pay $40 for the PC version, which isn't technically full price, but uh, let's say you're a console player, you know, you have to pay the $60 for the yeah. game. And I think honestly, for the experience and the amount of polish development costs and everything in between that has gone into this game and how much future support they have promised, I think that's totally fair. But the fact that they, you know, they, they tried to tempt you by making you, you know, have you buy those loot crates. And to be frank, I don't. I don't think that's actually really necessary. I think the game could have been supported based on its original sales. Um, But like I said, that's entirely dependent on how many years and how long they they plan to support this game with content. Let's say if they go over like two, three years with new characters and new maps coming out, you know, every couple of months, then yeah, I could see it. They need they need sustainability. It's you know, it's it's a business. You know, it's not a goddamn charity, and people seem to forget that a lot of times. but at the same time without knowing that fact i you know i don't like microtransactions in my full price games man i never have i never will even if it's in a game that i sorely love um just because you love something doesn't mean you should excuse it you should be more critical you should uh, try to keep them honest as possible you know you want to keep them making the good stuff right you don't want to let it slip i think that's what happened to a lot of call of duty stuff i think People just bought it regardless of the fact of quality content and et cetera. And then this is where they've ended up uh, because of that uh, consumer fallacy. But uh,
1: yeah, that's uh, that's been my week, man. Did, uh, did Am I the only one that got the – well, I know John did because he got it on PS4. But did, did either of you guys buy the Origins edition?
4: Uh, I didn't. I bought two origin copies, but they were not for me. They were for other people. Oh, okay. Because I had stand on the, the standard. I got the yeah.
1: bonus. I got Mercy wings in Diablo. Oh, okay. had, those wings look <laughs> pretty nice. Yeah, I like. Yeah. I I got that, and I got um, I got Tracer in Heroes of the Storm.
4: Uh too bad you can't give that to uh, Drew because he would probably make use of that more.
1: <laughs> yeah, I haven't yeah. played a lot of it, but yeah, I checked. I booted <laughs> up my game the other day, and she's in there. Yep. So I thought that was pretty cool. I don't play WoW, so the pet was. The, I was gonna give it to my wife, but it dies to your account, so you can't do that. Yeah, uh, of course. Yeah, which is kind of depressing. Oh wait,
4: but- um, inside of your box uh, for Origin, did it come with a code for another hero in Heroes of the Storm?
1: Okay. I don't. I don't have the box.
4: You don't have the. Oh, you didn't, didn't it didn't come with the box. Because I, when I uh, gave my friend the Origin copy, his box actually came with a copy for Jaina for Heroes of the Storm, just like randomly in there.
1: Oh no, I I have a digital copy. Uh, how
4: about you, John? You got a you got a physical? Nope. Oh, everyone went digital, huh? That's interesting. Well, I I, oh, got, sorry, I got a no, code.
2: I didn't. No, I I did. Sorry, yeah. No, I got the game itself was was physical.
4: Oh, but you got the Origin version, right? Yes,
2: well, you have well, that's the only the one you have code. on consoles. Uh, yeah.
4: Did it come with the JNET code inside the box or no? No. No, nothing. No, no, no it didn't come with the code.
2: That's,
1: that's weird. Yeah. Well, it's uh, probably because it's console.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. True. You
1: know, if you buy a PC box copy, then there probably is a a PC code in there for another game. I'm
4: trying to get I'm trying to get Drew code. That's what I'm trying to get. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: all right, so we'll talk to John. Uh, you been playing anything else besides all of this stuff we've already talked about?
2: No, just Ratchet and Clank. I uh, finished that story up on Friday, and as seems to be most people have done. Uh, when finishing that game, go straight back in onto challenge mode to level up my it's my weapons.
0: So fucking good!
2: It's so so good. They've done such a great job, and it's is all about the weapons. You know, I've now managed. I'm now trying to go and platinum it to try and get everything. So I've got all the cards for the rhinos. I've got three bolts off uh, all of the bolts. I've won both of the uh, races, uh, the hoverboard races, up to gold. Um, it's just fun to play. It's beautiful to look at. Controls really well, and the weapons are just phenomenal. You know, things like the the Rhino, uh, which as I say, I've just got is just devastating, and Mister Zircon. <laughs> what can I say, Mister uh, Zircon? Yep. <laughs> he is brilliant. Uh, it's such a fun, fun game. Um, can I talk about Neon Crime? Uh, oh, is it out? It's out on PC, but not on PS4. Uh, pff, let me look. I don't know if. <laughs> so I'm, from... I'm I'm playing Neon Chrome on PS4, which is out next week. Um,
1: no, nope, no embargo, but don't don't review it until it launches. That's what it was.
2: Okay, so I can. You can talk guess, about it, but you can't say it. oh, it's good.
1: You should buy
2: it. Okay, so um, it is a dual stick shooter, roguelike cyberpunk kind of game. You know, one of those. Somebody just, somebody puts
1: a bunch of descriptors in a bowl and you just pick out three (laughs) of them, like, that's the game we're
2: making. It's, um, I I can't review it, can I? I can't give an opinion. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, well, basically, it's set in some dystopian future with a big high-rise building that houses over a million people, and it's all run by some mysterious figure and they're coming to take care of you because you've done something wrong. Um, and you instead are going to go, go on the offensive and you're going to go after them. And so you work your way up the levels of this building, but it's, you jack yourself in to do it. It's not you, it's like an avatar. So that's how it's its role. like When you die, you just get out of the seat, you level up some stuff with some of the cash you got, get back in the seat, start again, and plough your way through. Um, it's got some interesting mechanics. Is also... I'm having an issue, which I have reached out to the developer, but I haven't heard anything back yet, where um, the the HUD is out of sync with the game, which is causing problems because you use a red dot or a line, you know, your dot side red line site, whatever, to aim and it's off so it doesn't actually fire where it's pointing and so when it gets very hectic, it's causing issues of me my accuracy with my aim, which is uh, that the game gets very, very hectic so it's vital part of the game that's kind of off and I don't know if it's just me I've tried sort of uninstalling it and re-downloading it just in case um so I'm, I'm waiting to hear back hopefully from the um the, the dev as to whether this is a known issue or if there's a a way of fixing it um but look out for a v- review for that if I can't give an opinion here I'll just say look out for a review um I've probably played maybe three two and a half three hours so far um it's got some interesting stuff in it,
1: right.
2: and that's all that I've played really, other than um, Overwatch, which we've talked about.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, everybody bought Overwatch.
2: Yeah, well, why not? <laughs> why not? Okay, why not? Um,
1: hmm. I'm trying to think, I played through. I finally, <laughs> I got an apology email from the guys um, who did Raiden Five on the Xbox One. Because we had reached out to them about a code a few weeks ago.
2: Raiden um, 5, is that like a shoot up um Yeah, thing? it's a shmup. Yeah. Um, like um, R-Type, kind of.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, the Raiden series has been around for a long time. If you're, oh, okay. if you're into no. shooters, um, that series has been around since PlayStation 1, I want to say. Um, but yeah, they just put out a new one on Xbox One. Um, was only available in Japan. It finally came over here. But yeah, he apologized that he did not see our email. So I finally got a code, and I got to play that this week. Any good? That game is fantastic. Is um, it very bullet helly? That's
2: what it is. It is bullet hell. Yeah, okay. it's it's a shmup. Well, yeah, there's I kind of I class them as two different. Like there's the art type shmup. And then there's like bullet hell, like some of those Japanese games that you sometimes see that are different colored bullets. You've got, Oh, they, they, they are, my brain don't work for those. Oh, that's, that's my jam.
1: Oh, he's it. one
2: of those, is it? I suck at him
1: <laughs> but that's my jam. I actually played through the whole game. <laughs> it's about an hour and 20 minutes. I mean, it's a shooter. We know what they are. Um, really, really love the presentation of that game because it's still vertical. So it just takes up, you know, like Drew was talking about with Downwell, it just takes up a vertical slice of the screen. Um, But the left and the right sides of the screen have been used to... The left side you can swap between three different screens, and the screens will show you, like, your score arc, um, how you've done on that level. Um, One of them will show you, like, how many enemies you've defeated, how many bombs you've used. Um, And then the third screen, I think, shows your different weapons that you can switch between and how high a level they are. Uh, the weird thing is, is the right side of the screen is entirely like a dialogue box with a, with a picture of the people talking. And Hmm. nobody in that game shuts up.
2: Isn't that off putting?
1: Nah, I, I don't even, like, pay attention to it. Um, but there's people on the right side of the screen just constantly having a conversation about what you're doing. And it's really weird. It's like the story's taking place while you're playing. Um,. It does have various paths, lots of different difficulties. Got a boss rush mode, which is really cool. Um, visually, it looks fantastic. Um, never misses a beat, which is good for a shooter because a lot of those shooters, when stuff gets crazy, you know, you'll get that slowdown, which benefits some players because they'll use it to dodge in and out of bullets when the game slows down. Um, but yeah, this one doesn't miss a beat. Super hard. Uh, I do like that on normal. Which is what I played through it because there's like five different difficulties. There's basically like you can't die mode. Um, there's also an easy mode, then there's a normal mode, and then there's you know ridiculous you're gonna die a lot modes. Uh, mm. But there's no limit on continues, so I could actually finish it. Because I, while I like these games, I'm not very good at them, so I die often. Um, so it was nice that I could actually finish the game. Uh, the obvious the downside is is that when you die, your scores no longer go to the leaderboards and they reset. So, obviously, if you're going for the, the score, then you need to not die. Uh, but no, it's, it's really good. Um, if you like shooters, I definitely recommend checking it out. My biggest issue is the price tag on that son of a bitch.
2: It's $50. Ooh, what, for a downloadable only game?
1: Yeah. Wow, that is pricey. I was shocked. Especially for it being a shooter, because shooters are not normally known as more expensive titles. Yeah but 50 bucks just seems a little too much for this game.
4: Uh how and much content is there though like that you could There's a story mode,
1: there's mm-hmm. several branching paths to the story mode and there's a boss rush mode and I think that's about it.
4: Um if you remember I reviewed that, I think Darius Chronicles? Yeah, I was actually going to buy
1: that but then I saw it was 50 bucks.
4: Yeah, that's that's what I think. Like when I first started reviewing that game and when I was about to uh it, I was like, I was looking up information on it. I was like, fifty dollars? Wow, for a shooting game! And I had the exact response that you had. But once I started playing the game and uh, basically like the wealth of content in that game, I understand the uh, the perception that shooting games are generally kind of like downloadable titles and stuff like that. But it's like it's like a history of that series in one game. With like, if I were to actually go through that game in entirety and try to see and play and literally beat every boss because there's like over a hundred bosses in that game it would have taken me over 30 hours to do all that. And when I thought about it that way, it was like $50 seems right, even yeah. though the, the, the genre doesn't seem to specify that, that, that number. But it's like, I don't know, like the pricing, the value the content, it's such a weird topic. It's, we all have this prejudice. We have this sig- uh, stigma about the, the kind of genres and how much they should cost. But I'm, I'm beginning to change my perception on that, on that idea. Entirely, little by little bit, it's happening. And uh, whenever I see the price, I say, "Well, okay, let me, let me, let me play the game. Let me see what they have on offer, and then I'll decide." And uh, I don't know; it might be the same for this uh, this game as well.
1: Well, I want to spend some more time and see if there's anything mm-hmm. else to it. But so far, playing through the story mode once, and then seeing that there's a boss rush mode, like if that's it. 50 right. bucks is a little too much. I mean, Yeah, it's, that, that's in short. It presentation-wise like it's fantastic. It looks great. It's it's got a lot of detail, a lot of depth. Looks like you could do a lot of score runs in that game. And it's really well made, but I just feel like if it's just the story mode and just boss rush, I I, I don't think it's worth 50 bucks. Now, you know, if there's you know hundreds of bosses like in Darius Burst, okay, maybe that's worth 50 bucks. Any uh, online component like multiplayer and etc.? No, just leaderboards from what I can tell. Okay. So, but yeah, I I really enjoy it. But yeah, the fifty bucks is, is is hitting me right now. I need to dig in a little bit more to see if there's anything else. But yeah. Gotcha. And it sucks. It's hard to do that because it's so good. Yeah, <laughs> so, it is. Uh, and the only other thing I can finally fucking talk about, Anima, the Gate of Memories. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have been playing this game for like a month, and I'm in love with this game. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. it's got a little bit of Nier in it it's got a little bit of Zelda in it Um, I'm trying to think how to even describe it it's an action RPG um, where you're essentially you play the role of this girl called the bear and she runs into I think it's a book that she opened and this is why it reminds me of Nier Um, there's a book that she gets that essentially becomes a second playable character that you can switch between by simply tapping a button And apparently he's been locked up in this book for a very long time. And he's like this all-powerful being that ends up giving her powers, but also serves as a complement to her combo attacks. So like you can switch between them, they have different magic that they can use, Uh, and you can even do combos by switching between the two different characters. Um, The combat system is very action-oriented, reminds me more of like a Devil May Cry, obviously not as deep. Um, But more in that vein, Um, characters can get magic. They also have uh, items, so you can equip new uh, weapons to the character. You can equip new gear to the character. It doesn't change their appearance, it just gives them better stats. Same with the weapons, they don't actually swing weapons. Everything is done with melee attacks. Um, The game is broken up into five separate sections, uh, and each section has a boss for that area, and they're called the Messengers. And the point of the game is to discover where the messengers are, learn their backstory, and then defeat them. Uh, and each area is where it kind of reminds me of Zelda. It's kind of like a dungeon. So you go into the area, you have to solve these puzzles, and you have to collect the memories of the messengers. Uh, and once you have the different memories of the messengers, you go to this like uh, altar, and you put the memories into each slot, and then that unlocks the boss. Um... It's really interesting, like the backstory is really unique and, and the world is just really fun to explore and learn about. Um, I know Justin Solani's been playing this, he got a code for it in the last couple days and it totally, you know, just it really drives home what I said in my review, is this game gives you zero, and I mean zero direction as to where to go. This is old school game design. Um, like I literally walked around for an hour trying to figure out where to go next.
4: Mm, see, I have a problem with that statement to a, a, a degree because you say that's old school design because they don't tell you where to go. But I think the good old school design is the one that didn't have those little markers or maps or you got to follow Rodriguez or something. They they kind of guide you towards a direction kind (laughs) of like the invisible yeah follow the uh and then uh they kind they guide you with the level design itself they tell you where to go within the level i'm not talking something blatant like yellow paint on cliffs you can hang on uncharted i'm talking something a little (laughs) bit more subtle you know like oh absolutely yeah you can, you can, you can do that if you do proper level design, telling, like kind of funneling people here, kind of showing some kind of like really significant landmark here. And then if you kind of focus the camera in certain ways, you can, you can kind of basically tell your players to go where they need to go without saying anything to them. So I think, I think just because a game doesn't have checkpoints or like a, some elaborate map or some guide to follow around doesn't necessarily make it too old school. That just seems bad design if you keep getting lost
1: well well and and to kind of to kind of meet you in the middle there i totally agree like zelda did a really good job of environmental direction right right. there were a lot of things in the environment that would say hey this is where you need to go and this game does that to a degree Mm. um and i'm not putting defense up for it but it was built by three guys which, yeah, which is really tough. impressive to me. And, and I talked to them while I was playing it because they, they were very nice. They took my criticisms very very much to heart. Uh, one of the things I said to them was there is so much exploration in this game that you guys would totally benefit from a fast travel system which the game does not have. Okay. Um, and that really hinders it because you will spend a lot of time in an area trying to find something when that might not necessarily be the area that you need to be in and to get back to the place where you need it to be. Um, the game sometimes tells you, hey, okay, so for example, in the there's an area called the Mansion of Puppets. And in the basement of the Mansion of Puppets, there are cells with uh, characters in them that you eventually obtain keys throughout the world that will unlock them. And the cool thing is, and, and this is just one of the many things I love about this game, um, each of the people in the cells will talk to you. And it tells you straight up in the beginning you will earn enough keys to unlock all but one of them. And not every one of them will help you. So you talk to these people and when you unlock them, for example, some of them go back to the main hub and become shopkeepers. Some of them go back to the main hub and give you advice and tips. Some of them leave and try to kill you. (laughs) Nice. So you have to make the decision of who to release. But getting back to the basement of the mansion of puppets from the uh from the main hub is probably a good 5 to 10 minute walk. Mm. Ooh. So not being able to fast travel when uh, you know when let's say you find a key somewhere and you're like, "Oh, I'm going to go unlock that person." Now I have to walk all the way back to the mansion of puppets. I have to go down through the basement and the basement is guarded by these walls that shoot spikes out of them that you have to time your way to walk through. So yeah, like, that yeah. was a big thing. Um, and, and there are points in the game where it does subtly tell you what to do in the environment, but not always. So it feels like they, that's what they were going for, but they didn't always hit it. And when I solved those environmental puzzles that were not blatantly obvious, it is super satisfying. But yeah, it's it's a shocking, like, game to just come out of nowhere. It's uh what platforms is this for? It'll be on PS4, PC, and Xbox One, and it's due out this Friday.
4: Okay, interesting. I think I think when you were comparing the game to Nier, I think they're that's just incredibly high praise in my book. So I'll definitely have to check it out now. Even How's the now soundtrack.
1: You... <laughs> the soundtrack is okay. Yeah. It's not it it's not near that. soundtrack. No, well, it.
4: not. I don't think any game is near soundtrack. Right
1: now. <laughs>
3: no,
4: that that's one of the best soundtracks of all
3: time. Oh my god, near soundtrack. Anybody out there who has not heard, just just look up nears soundtrack. It is good. It's it's. They hired a woman to create her own language for the game, and she mm-hmm. sung the songs in her own language.
4: Yep, it's, that's it's hauntingly beautiful. It's yep.
3: very very good.
1: Yeah, but I can't. I can't recommend enough that you check this game out if you get a chance. I think it's, I think it's really good, especially for what it is and the fact that I had never heard of it. I've never heard of the people who made it. No. And I knew nothing about it going in. How much? How much is it? Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. Yeah, and it's long. Like I probably spent fifteen to twenty hours in it.
3: I, this sounds really cool, but I don't know if I have time. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's the that's issue. Like, there's
1: too yeah. many great games out right now to find the time to play this, but if you ever do get a chance to play it, I highly recommend it. Yep. Really cool game. Um, I think that's it. I played a PS4 game, but I don't remember the name of it, so I want to apologize. Um, <laughs> I guess it wasn't
4: too memorable.
1: I, actually, I kind of liked it but it's okay. i don't remember the name it's essentially you're playing as a ninja running through these levels and it's more of like a speed run game like you're supposed to just try to go through without stopping and you get a better score for doing that i can't remember the name of it i played a little bit of it i'll have to look that up but i thought it was neat um this week there's a lot of games coming out this week uh daydreamer awakened edition is out this week. I don't know what that is. Um, first time I've heard of it. Uh, Dead Island. Definitive Again. Dead, Dead Island <laughs> Definitive Collection, Dead Island Riptide, you know, all those, and Dead Island Retro Revenge, um, which I have codes for on the Xbox One that we got this weekend and didn't get unlocked codes.
3: So, for, for Dead Island. For all of it, yeah. For all of it.
1: Yeah, so it's sitting on my hard drive and I can't play it until Tuesday.
3: Nice. Why Why did they
4: send over the code for the games and not the unlock code in the same email? I, I
1: don't know. Well, the unlock code won't come because it's, it's just going to unlock when the game comes out. Oh, well. At least it let me preload it, right?
0: Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, so.
4: the game, what, when did this game come out? Like 2010?
1: I don't know, Drew. It was your game of the year that year. What year was
2: that?
3: Uh, it was the same year that Skyrim came out.
1: I don't know.
2: 2008. 2008? 2010.
3: 2010. It was was actually 2011 because Skyrim came out 11, 11, 11. Uh Oh, I think you're right. Uh, You can preload it, though, so Yeah,
4: I know. I already did. Okay. But, Ken, are you actually excited to play these supposed remasters after having played the PC version? Isn't that basically the same
1: thing?
0: Eh.
1: Apparently not. They say it's better. We'll see. Yeah, Mm. we'll see indeed. They said they also added that um, that punch weapon that was in the PC version, that you could just punch zombies and they explode. Mm. So, I don't know. We'll see. It's Dead Island.
3: I I loved Dead Island one.
1: Yeah, but did you want to do it again after After Dying Light? Do you think you could go back?
3: Well, I mean, I'm sure I could go back. It was just, god damn, like, I, have, I put 44 hours in the Dead Island. I mean, there's no way in hell I have time for that anymore. No. You know, particularly a game that I've already played and beat.
1: That's the thing. Like, mm-hmm.
3: And did every fucking quest in.
1: <laughs> I just, I wonder, like, Deep Silver is a weird publisher right now because I have no idea who that game's for. My Skype just loaded and said Jesus is online. I was like, "Oh fuck!" And then I remember <laughs> he's, that- he's he's found you. <laughs> it's,
2: it's, it's, it's- I have a lot to answer for.
1: <laughs> my question is, why do you have Jesus on your Skype? Because we played Heroes of the Storm, remember? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just I just thought that was funny because it cropped up in the bottom of my screen. I'm like, oh, I, sh-. I
3: saw it too, and I was like, why the fuck do you have Jesus on your fucking? <laughs> Um, he doesn't have his last name; It just says Jesus.
1: Hey, yeah, it, it just popped <laughs> up in the bottom of the screen. Said Jesus is online. I'm like, ah!
3: He's coming for you.
1: Yes. is. Uh, Hitman episode three, uh, Marrakesh.
4: Oh, is that coming out this week?
1: Yeah, that's out on Tuesday.
4: Oh, I gotta get back right back into that game. Even Damn. though I don't have time for it, I will put
1: a few hours into that for sure. Oh, oh shit! I totally forgot Gargo's Hit Friday. I played it for like 15 minutes.
3: God, I have not touched that in on the hell on.
1: Yeah. Oh, you know what they West fixed? Uh, the the newest KI character.
3: That's the oh, last okay. one, isn't it? No, there's two more. Oh, there are two more? Oh, it yeah, is. they haven't announced those two yeah, yet. Yeah, they
1: haven't announced the last two. Um, You know what they did fix? Checking for downloadable content.
3: Oh, about fucking time. I
1: booted the game up, and I was like, all right, I'm going to wait. T- oh, it's ready.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh Neon Chrome is out this week. Okay. That one piece burning blood game is out this week.
3: That's the not.
1: That's the Naruto fighter.
3: Okay, yeah, no. Yeah.
1: Uh score nope. score rush extended, which I sent that to Jay. Yep. Uh Smite is uh, I thought that was already out for PS4. Mm, no. no, not yet. It's in beta though, right? Because people are playing it on PS4. I see screenshots for it all the time.
4: I see people play Paragon on PS4, but not Smite.
1: Well, Smite's out on PS4 this week. Okay. Uh, The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt, Blood and Wine. Oh, man, I want to play that. There's no time for Blood and Wine. I really want to play that, too. Like, I'm waiting. We'll talk about it in the news, but I'm waiting for the patch for Blood and Wine. So I can Mm. uh, get that new UI so I, I can play Hearts of Stone.
4: Is that, is that releasing at the same time as the yes. Blood and Wine for everybody, right? Yeah, okay. everybody
1: will get it on Tuesday. Uh, Anima Gate of Memories is out on Friday. I already said my praises about that. You should check it out if you got time. Uh, dangerous Golf is out this week.
2: Okay. Dangerous Golf.
1: Hey, you should really pay attention okay. to that game.
2: Dangerous Golf. It what is, is Dangerous Golf? It
1: is made by the Burnout team, and it is essentially crash mode for
3: golf. Oh, that's interesting. Um, you, oh you you ram a golf ball into cars.
1: You basically have the like for example, like there's a bathroom and you shoot the golf ball into the bathroom and break as much as you can. It's crash. Oh,
3: up. okay. Yeah, right. Now, like I, got clever. Yeah, now yeah. I got your attention, right? Yeah. <laughs> Go to a China shop.
1: Yeah, I think there is one.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: um Turn On which we that was in an email we talked about this week. I actually took that, and I'm playing that, and I guess I can't talk about it, because it's not out yet. Uh Heart and Slash? Is that yeah. out this week? I don't know oh, what that is. That? No. I don't know. I don't
0: know. <laughs> uh
1: That's not this week. That's next week. Anything out for the Wii U this week? Uh yeah, No. No 3DS. No Wii U. Bunch of stuff for PC, but I never name PC because there's so many games. Yeah. And most of them are garbage.
4: Just look at the Steam upcoming and you're like, what are any of these games? There's one
1: called the Dope Game.
4: Okay. <laughs> uh, how dope is it?
1: Yeah. There's uh, Solitarica. Any <laughs> relation to
3: Solitaire?
1: I don't Waltz of the Wizard?
3: Waltz okay. of the Wizard.
1: I told you these were bad, dude. Tumbleweed Express?
3: That sounds okay, like I'm kind last. of
1: interested in Tumbleweed Express, because what the hell can that be? Maybe it's a Tumbleweed Simulator.
3: Oh, well, that would... Uh... I don't know, but that sounds interesting. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: the, the title has gripped my
4: attention, even though it probably shouldn't.
1: All right. Uh, news. Let's talk about news. Um, first up, No Man's Sky it ain't coming out in June. In June
2: no more. Nope. nope.
1: So now everybody gonna
2: kill. Oh,
1: Sean done. Murray.
2: It's the internet. Um, well done, people. Well done. Yeah.
1: So it's been delayed into August. Wait, what? No. He weeks. got. He got a bunch of death threats because the game because was his game wasn't coming out yep. in June. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with these people? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: People are
2: messed up, man.
1: Alright, Witcher patch. Witcher patch hitting on Tuesday. Lots of stuff in this patch. We saw the new UI. There were screenshots of that out there.
2: Um, New (laughs) UI?
1: Yeah, a huge update to the UI. Um, They're also making Gwent cards easier to collect. And one of the big ones, uh, they're adding enemy upscaling if you want it. So if you're playing and you're breezing through the game, the enemies will upscale and get harder. Okay. Uh, So one thing I'll say about CD Projekt Red, man, they... They support their games.
3: Yeah, well, yeah.
1: So um, that's actually going to be my cue to hopefully start Hearts of Stone and finish it sometime this year.
4: <laughs> God, I still gotta and the, and the play start the Blood game. and Wine.
1: Yeah, Blood and Wine. Whenever yeah. I finish the Hearts of Stone, because God yep. damn, I love
3: that game. It's and the crazy thing is, is they're charging what twenty dollars for these?
1: Blood and Wine is twenty bucks, yeah.
3: Yeah, Heart of stone
4: even cheaper than that. It's like ten
1: bucks.
3: Yeah, I got I got stone with the Gwent cards, the physical Gwent cards for like ten dollars.
1: Oh, yep. I forgot the most important part of the patch. Uh, you can set it so that Geralt doesn't automatically pull his sword out when you start. A oh wow!
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: What is that a issue?
1: I don't. I think it's just a preference thing.
3: Okay. It's just.
1: It's just. You, you, you to, want to feel like a badass and, you pull and pull, your own, sword and pull out? your own sword out. You know, it's, well, it's just a testament. The, the problem is that like you need to take out the right
4: sword for yeah, the right yeah. situation, and people are not gonna know. Sometimes you got to take out the silver. Well, or I it think looks it's like you might need to take out the steel. So yeah, you know. I
1: think it's a matter of people. Yeah, know, yeah, okay. yeah. It's cool that they added it. Whatever.
4: Yeah,
1: sure. Uh, WRC6 was announced for the PS4 and Xbox One. If you didn't know, WRC5 is already out. Nobody cared, so whatever. Um, in addition to the Ar- return to Arkham, apparently Warner Brothers is going to be releasing a Arkham Night Game of the Year edition, which, come on, we all knew that was coming. Mm-hmm. Of course, whatever. Don't care. Uh, I'm trying to hold the big one. There's a big one. We're i don't talking about know what today. the big one is. Oh, yeah, you do, Drew. Do I? I'm sure you heard it. I mean, it was all over the internet. Come on. I I mean, come on. Uh, The new character for Battleborn is available today for everybody. She was available last week for Season Pass holders.
4: (laughs) Battleborn. Battleborn. I just feel bad for that game trying to...
1: I keep wanting to go back to it because I enjoyed it. But, man, I'll tell you what. Those missions are like an hour long.
3: And you can fail them way easily.
1: Yeah, at the end of them, I'd have to start them over.
3: Yeah, fuck that.
1: So, but I did yeah, like I, that game. I really, did I, I did like too. That's that the
3: thing. It was like I, it was fun.
4: Um, and, and yet, you guys are playing Overwatch instead. So
1: you know, it's a different game. Right now. I know. Stop that. A
4: limited amount of time, man. You got to choose. Stop that internet chatter.
1: choose. See, it's easy, it's easy to play Overwatch because it's 10 minutes investment, yeah. whereas Battleborn, when I sit down and I'm like, I want to play Battleborn, then I'm like, I need an hour.
3: Yeah, you got an hour to play one game?
1: Yeah. One that I can't pause, and if I die, I have to start over. Um, Alright, fuck it, we're just going to do it. Big news. So it was leaked this week that Microsoft is also getting in the incremental console business.
3: I did not hear any of this. All right,
1: so let's first start with what's coming this year. The leak was massive. Uh, it was initially reported by Kotaku, uh, then confirmed and in, and expanded upon by Polygon. Uh, Xbox Slim will be out this year, 2016. Okay. It will come with a price drop. Yes, it will come with a price drop. It'll be forty percent smaller than the Xbox One, and it will come with a two terabyte hard drive. Ugh. so you don't want to buy this?
3: Okay, <laughs> because
1: Microsoft in twenty seventeen is releasing the Xbox One Two. <laughs>
3: One
1: two. Uh, it's internally it is being called Xbox or Scorpio. And it is all part of Project Helix, which is a way to bring all of the Xbox properties, including Windows Gaming, Windows 10, Xbox, Xbox One, into one unified place. Now what that means, who knows, right? But the new Xbox system is supposedly twice as powerful as the PS4 Neo, (laughs)
2: There oh, we go. Yeah. Okay. Um, this there
1: is, we go. Uh, this has been confirmed by the leaks. So the PS4 Neo. Uh, okay, I, you, we're going back to the old days when we remember we used to talk about bits. You know, thirty-two bit, sixty-four bit, uh-huh. all that fun stuff. So the PlayStation Four runs at one point eight teraflops. I think. Uh, the PS4 Neo is said to run at four teraflops. The Xbox Scorpio is said to run at six teraflops.
2: Flippy flops. So uh what also, the, as
1: like a PC
4: guy, <laughs> I don't hear about what what the what the f is a teraflops. Like you're, that's you're, not a, that's not a terminology that I hear too often or use. guess it's as good as
1: mine. That's just some shit they just made up on the spot. I know it's real, but I don't know what it means. Uh, um, all I know okay. is it's getting a little ridiculous.
4: Okay, sure. Because
1: it's turning to a dick measuring contest is all this is done. <laughs> it is. Um, so, but uh, I guess the big thing, I mean, this is obviously big, uh, but another one of the rumors popping out of this is that Microsoft is also in discussion with Oculus to bring the Oculus Rift to the Xbox Scorpio. So... Which well, is kind of big. That's that's kind of a big well, thing. Yeah, uh,
4: if if it has some cross capabilities with the PC and DX, but I,
2: I guess I'm thinking about like what demographics
3: that would be for
2: uh, people who can't afford the high end PC or prefer console gaming. I guess. Uh, yeah, it's guess. because
1: Microsoft will be the only person without a VR unit come next year. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense because they're pro- they already have a partnership with Oculus. You know, the controller ships in every box. Right. Um, Xbox One games are playable in the theater mode on Oculus.
4: Um. But the thing about the Oculus is that the weakest part about the Oculus package is that controller. Um, I'm not saying the controller itself is bad in an analog sense. I'm talking about in the sense of controlling VR games. Oh, absolutely. Every other VR games has those like touch controls. You know, well the, like the real does. motion. Uh the Vive does, the VR also does. I mean the PlayStation VR also uses the move as well. It's yeah, but the Oculus
1: controls. will have those by the time PlayStation. Yeah, they appears.
4: will, but that's what I mean. Like then that would have to also transfer those controller to the mic uh, the Microsoft the platforms as well. Which uh, VR, shock the, the, me. Yeah, I'm just I'm just concerned about the cost effect. And that's the that's the barrier that's keeping everyone from basically jumping on the, the VR bandwagon is the the uh, is the price point. If oh, you want absolutely! To dive, it's, it's very expensive. Well, also
1: the availability.
4: Um, sure. Yeah, yeah.
1: For a while, they have not been able to get those units out to anybody, um, which is kind of crazy.
4: So, what's what's your take on this? Uh, the Scorpio news. So what do you what do you think? Microsoft are they just responding to the Neo, or is it something they've been planning for a long time anyway?
1: Well, what's just to kind of to back this up for a minute? Um, it's kind of funny, but if you were on Twitter when this news broke, Phil Spencer actually commented on it. Really? Right? And he he said some really creative chatter on the internet today, we can't wait to share our future with you.
2: Really? <laughs> in other words, yeah, it's okay. this is true, this like, is happening.
1: like nobody's ever done that. Like so he Not must even. be really confident Not in me. what they're doing. Still I like, censor, I, I, I like the message he's give, sending out there. That's he doesn't
3: give a shit. That's the thing.
1: I love that guy. I really do. He's like the new Jack Trenton. Yeah. Like I really enjoy listening to him talk because I feel like he really does care about the games. Like, and that's a big thing for me. But I, I don't like iterative consoles. Kind I don't like. Either. I don't like the idea of it. Um. That said, it's exciting because I want to see what. You know these new consoles can do but at the same time I totally get all of the bad stuff around them you know people have just recently paid within the last three to four years four or five hundred dollars for these machines and I mean I know Sony's document is basically saying that all games will have to run on both but really if we're going to do iterative consoles how long can that last hmm How long can we keep making developers, you know, dumb down their games just so they can fit on an old machine? I mean, look at. Let's look at the cross-gen between 360 and Xbox One, just as an example. If you remember, Dragon Age Inquisition and. What was that? Shadow of Mordor. Both made it to 360, and from what I hear, they weren't all that good. No. And then Netherrealm canceled Mortal Kombat X. Oh, because yes, yes, I did, didn't I? Yeah. Just because they got to a point where they're like, you know what? We just can't do this. If you want us to make games that take advantage. Because that's kind of the point of the hardware, right? To take advantage of it? To make better games?
4: Yeah, and like you said, I think perhaps they are losing focus on that idea, making it into some kind of arms race. I, I it's like, like a fucking yeah. Russia and America all over again. Who has the bigger <sighs> nukes? Who has more of them? And then they're never gonna use them ever again and it's just a huge waste of money, uh, for everyone involved and the games really don't take advantage. It's it's a difficult proposition because they still have to compete because people are so, you know, as you, as you said, you know, people are obsessed with the P's, right? Oh yeah. They're obsessed with the frames, they're obsessed with the, you know, the pixels. So it feels like we've kind of dug this hole ourselves and both of the companies are basically filling the hole mm-hmm. that we've dug ourselves. So it's it's like it's hard to say where do we go from here exactly as as like a, as an industry? Are we just gonna keep getting bigger and like more expensive? We're just trying to make better hardware all the time in more frequent amount um, know, amount of time. So man, I I'm confused as hell. But this E3 is gonna be telling man. This is gonna be a huge E3. That's for scary. The that it's two it weeks is. away. It is. um, It's gonna be. It's gonna be one to watch.
1: Yeah, and just to kind of go about this, the only way that I see that this works, in a sense, is if Microsoft and Sony could make the PS4 and the Xbox One super cheap when these new machines drop. I'm talking two hundred dollars.
3: No, that's not gonna happen.
1: Because otherwise, there's no point in it. No. You know, Xbox One and PS4 are going to continue to thrive when these new machines come out because there's always going to be people who don't want or can't afford the new big thing. It's just yeah. like people who have iPhones. There's plenty of people who have iPhone fours and 5s still because mm-hmm. they can't afford to go out and spend another six hundred dollars on a new phone. So yeah. I th- I don't I don't it's it's messy. It's super messy, but it also, it's kind of like a, it's very sobering to me now that both of them are confirmed to be doing this because that pretty much means that's where we're going. Yeah. This is the way it's going to be.
4: Well, Microsoft started the conversation of an incremental upgraded console first. Mm-hmm. And oddly enough, Sony took the initiative or. Well, so, they, somebody, one of their leakers took the yeah. initiative. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly took the initiative about this. And then I still believe that the whole, uh, the, the other, the new documents with the really detailed information that actually makes the Neo sound somewhat better was like a PR stunt by them. To kind of, you know, lessen the blow and explain some of the concepts before the actual E3 show. But at the same time, um, what does this mean? Does, did Microsoft do the same thing? Did they use a similar technique in trying to break the news earlier? You know, I mean, this is only weeks earlier, uh, you know, before uh, E3. So it makes sense that you want to, you, unless you're re- revealing something that is sexy from the onset, you want to soften the blow. If, if something initially seems like it will be a bad thing, Unless people have like a basis or an idea going forward, it's going to be met immediately with negativity. Because you know how the internet just blows up. Yeah. The, The first very second of the reveal, they'll jump to conclusions and they'll just look into things that's not there. And everyone will bandwagon and then the general consensus of the public will shift. And that spells disaster for any kind of launch of a system. Yeah. And perhaps this is their way of negating some of that factor. If it is, uh, good on them. I think it's a, it's a good PR move. But once again, uh, we still need to see where all the chips are going to land. And how they're going to go forward with these... Uh... <laughs> and meanwhile, you know, Nintendo's like, oh, what's the NX? Ah, next year, don't worry about it. So... <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo's like,
1: we're bringing one game to E3. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one game for an entire floor. Yeah, for, for the for biggest Nintendo. trade show in the United States, we're bringing one game.
4: Uh, I I mean, you know, but frankly, I think E3 has lost a lot of its luster over the years. Oh, absolutely. Be- uh, yeah, being a press-only event, I think they should... It would do them. It would serve them well to really have open the thing to the public more. Maybe like a have a day or two. Well, they do this year. The uh They do to some degree, but it's not. It's all the same it, event. Like, yeah, well, obviously not, they're not, not gonna. Yeah, it's, it's yeah.
1: they're they're kind of testing the waters to see what bringing in the public to some of E three will be.
4: And if you look at the other events, like that's been growing. Like, look at Pax, right. That, that used to start out as like a small, it's made, it's, you know, it's made by people that run fucking like web comics. And then they started gaining momentum because they were so open and inviting to everyone. And now it's a huge event that happens. Like basically twice a year it happens. Three and it's times. getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Three times, huh? Wow. Uh, that's actually great.
1: four now, right? Cause isn't there an Australian one? Yeah, uh, there is yeah, there's an east, yeah. west, south and australia, so there's
0: four.
4: Oh, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that's what I mean, like is you see how crazy these things are growing? And people like especially indie developers make like some big announcements and really get a lot of traction on their games and uh E3, E3 needs to change, man. Like just as how Evil has changed and they're becoming more ambitious what they're doing, like if you know that they're doing the main stage in like a goddamn stadium now? This is gonna be epic, and I think E3 has lost sight of that. They they become complacent in the fact that they're they were the biggest one, and now CEO, Gamescom, Tokyo Game Show, they've all done things to really change things up and improve, but E3 hasn't. That's why Nintendo fell off that wagon, and um, I I hope they they look they take a really hard look at themselves and see how they can bring in more of the public into the fold. I don't
1: know. I, I personally, I think there's too many goddamn trade shows. I think you <laughs> should, I think they should slim them down, or developers should just start saying no, because mm-hmm. they spend more time building fucking demos for these press shows than they do building the game. <laughs> right. I, I think that's ridiculous. Because like I said, there's four paxes. There's a Gamescom. There's a TGS. There's CES. There's E3. Like fuck, how many? Uh, uh, there's like one a week.
0: <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous there, there's,
4: there's, there's like one every like two months at least yeah. yeah
1: it's it's insane that's too much like okay we get it I remember growing up we had E3 then there was TGS and that was it you know
4: but uh, you know the interesting thing about that is that that's actually kind of on the developers let's say for example one of the most successful releases uh, recently is Fallout 4 right Yeah. and how did how did Bethesda handle that oh this is our game it's coming out the end of this year yeah that's it. That's all they showed. They showed one big reveal. They went all over the gameplay. They showed enough of the trailer. They showed enough of the game. And then, boom, it was out within a couple of months. And we don't do that too too much. Like, we need to do that more often. Because when there's an overexposure to, like, a game... Like, let's say, for example, I'm really excited for Final Fantasy 15, right? <laughs> but at the same time, I know so much about it already... That's at the point where it's like, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe I don't have to play that at launch. Maybe I can wait a little bit. Because I feel like I've already seen a lot of what the game has to offer. So I don't have that initial excitement going in. So it's an oversaturation of information in its entirety, uh, with, within the game shows and in, you know, whatever the publishers and the developers decide to put out. Just hide, hide your shit better. Just keep it from us.
1: There's just no way they can do that anymore. I mean, for God's sakes, they've leaked two consoles. In the past month People can't hide shit Like how many times Did we go to E3 And you're actually Surprised by something Like what was it last year what Was it backwards compatibility On the Xbox One Uh What else didn't you know Going into that show
4: Final Fantasy 7 remakes The Shenmue thing
1: Oh come on We knew that was coming Shit, Shen- I didn't know about Shenmue Oh please He had the list in his hand Of what people Were yelling about
0: Hmm. <laughs> What do he you mean? Like, knew.
1: He knew. Who knew? Everybody knew. Actually, that was leaked the day of the show. Eh, I'm just know. saying, you know, like a rare replay was leaked the day of the show. Fucking, <sighs> so much stuff is leaked. It's impossible. If you're on Twitter, don't complain because you're going to see something.
4: Twitter is the spoiler central, right? Oh,
1: it is. Hundred percent. I oh, tend yeah.
4: to. I tend to mute a lot of people that says like. To me, it's like one strike, you're done. One strike, you're muted. That's like, that's on me. Like if you if you pull something really like offensively spoiler, and then I let you just keep talking, that's on me at that point. So, yeah, it's just it's Uh, unfortunate.
1: Nothing can hide anymore. I guarantee you, we know ninety percent of E3 by the end of next weekend.
3: I I don't know. I have a feeling that aside from these incremental. Things, if we even hear about them, I think it's going to be a boring show.
1: I think we kind of have to hear about them because if Jay's right and these were leaked out to soften the blow, they got to talk about them.
3: I mean, they'll yeah. talk about them. But I mean, as far as like, well, I want to see fucking games. I don't care what about a, a, your next fucking console that you want to sell me. I want games to play on that console.
1: Well, i will be interested to see if there's some games coming because uh, there is some games coming, but a lot of them have been pushed to next year.
4: That's that's a that's a story, right? We we're still waiting for some games. To come yeah, up. you
1: know, Horizon Zero Dawn, Crackdown Three, mm-hmm. Scalebound. I mean, come on, a lot of those, all those games were pushed to next year. Well, Crackdown hasn't been confirmed, but I almost guarantee you that's not coming till next year. Like, what is still coming this year? I mean, we get Gears.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> is I, that is that your list? I'm try,
1: I'm like Zelda was delayed. Mass Effect was delayed. Horizon was delayed. What uh-huh. is still coming this year? Uh,
3: no man's sky.
1: <laughs> okay. My,
4: my, Mighty Number no. Nine comes out.
1: On <laughs> 9. <laughs> hey, Mighty yeah. Number Nine still has almost a month to get delayed again, right? It does. Um,
4: well, I mean, we 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 talk about the games that are coming out, but it's like it's kind of like not on the top of my head. We still have things like Final Fantasy fifteen, Persona Persona five. Those those games are well worthy of uh, getting excited for, uh, among other things. Isn't like the first episode of Final Fantasy seven remake supposed to come out by the end
1: of this year? Um, or is
3: that next year, I think it's next year to coincide with the twentieth anniversary. I'll tell okay. you
1: what. You go back to when Final Fantasy 15 was announced. You let me know how much you trust him to get that out next year. It's it, it, it's a different game, but I know what you mean. Yeah, it's.
3: Yeah. <sighs> it was announced ten years ago. Uh huh. I
1: know.
4: And I want to start talking about predictions
3: about E3 already. I
1: have. Oh yeah, it. it's we're going to talk <laughs> about it. So yeah. Next week, it's coming, and oh. Uh,
3: I, I see. That's the thing. I have no predictions because I don't know. I don't think anything's going to happen.
1: It will be a shock if there is, because Microsoft kind of like blew their load last year and they got a bunch of games. But where are they? Yeah. Like Recore, Crackdown, Scalebound. Like where See are the games? Yeah, Sea of Thieves. Where are these games?
2: Oh yeah, there's there's nothing on that yet, is there?
1: Uh, Sony, you know, blew it out with Horizon, Zero Dawn, Gran Turismo. It's like where are these? Yeah. Where 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 are these games? You know, Horizon, we already know is next year. Gran Turismo, that whatever that thing is that they're putting Sports. out. Yeah. They're talking that's coming in, what, November? But I don't believe them. I don't believe I... any release dates put on Gran Turismo.
4: <laughs> and you'd be right to not believe it, oh. based on their track record.
1: Ooh, is that a pun? Track record? Hey, mm-hmm. hey, unintended, but I'll take it, sure. Yeah, Zelda's next year, so the Wii U has how many games? This... Oh, that's right, none.
4: It has it has the Fire Emblem game and that's basically Is that
1: really... Yeah. oh yeah that Persona game's coming out too, right? Or the, the, Fire, the, Emblem, Fire Emblem Mega Sh- Matenza. Sh- yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I look at that game and I
4: don't as as you guys know how big of a fan of like RPGs and stuff like that or, or, I am, right? Yeah. I'll basically play anything. I'll give everything a chance. But every time I see more of that game, I just I kinda don't wanna play it.
3: I I don't know it what is. that game is and it's coming
4: out soon. It is. It's just like you look at that game and you think like Fire Emblem, you think strategy RPG, some of the best, best technical gameplay, right? On the market. And you think Shin Megami Tensei, you think really dark, grisly storylines with some really like crazy themes and some really intricate designs of monsters and uh, designs and stuff like that with uh, like moral, moralistic choices. And then you look at the Fire Emblem Shin Megami Tensei and it looks like a goddamn Idol Master game. And it's like, I don't know what the fuck they, what, what happened? Who who's in charge of that game? Who thought that was a good idea? I, I, I
3: don't. Who is developing that game? Uh,
4: Nintendo is, and
3: Atlas. Is, is Nintendo and Atlas both co-developing it?
1: I don't. What's it even called?
4: Uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions F.E. Tokyo Mirage.
1: <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. That's Let's you. take a look at. Um, Atlas is listed as the developer. Publishers yeah. Nintendo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I
4: don't. I don't know that game, man.
1: <laughs> I don't know you, man.
4: <laughs> yeah, I see. my my excitement when I heard that they were actually gonna collab between Fire Emblem and Shin Megami Tensei was palpable. I was like, wow, those are two fantastic series, and I'm really interested to see how they'll mesh it together. And they come up with this thing that looks nothing like either thing, and takes none of the good parts of both of the games from what I've seen so uh, on, but on topic of like other games that's actually going to come out um, we still have the Deus Ex still come out this year right? The Mankind Divided
1: uh, Yeah, yeah that's all we're, still, we're still talking about summer games though you know you got Mirror's Edge Deus Ex, No Man's Sky Tokyo Mirage like all those games come out before you know the fall
3: supposedly
1: um, well I think most of those are going to make it
3: I yeah I have a feeling I, I think No Man's Sky that's the real date
1: yeah I don't think they'd start talking about it in that much detail yet without that being the final date
3: yeah
2: mm-hmm. um, I am now going boys so enjoy the rest of the show okay
1: All we'll right, see you John, next week for uh, E3, uh, in yeah. <laughs> E3 in corrections
2: yeah E3 in corrections yeah yes absolutely
1: All right. bye, bye John bye <laughs> that's an awkward way to do something anyway you hang up first you hang up first (laughs) I feel like I'm in high school like oh you hang up first um I keep wanting to call it Xbox Serpico (laughs) 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 Uh, okay um let's move on and do some emails do some emails sure I got emails from your cara sure you still want to do emails yeah. Okay. Good. I love his emails. Uh he says, Boys, I've completed Ratchet and Clank. Wow, what a game. Yep. Looks so great, feels so refreshing. It was heaps of fun, and I'll be replaying this again very soon in challenge mode. God, this mirrors conversation. Yep. Uh I've also started playing Uncharted Four a few chapters in now, I'd say I'm almost halfway. Uh must say that Easter egg made me jump out of my seat. That was amazing. That's a good prediction, by the way. Keep that in the back of your mind. Uh <laughs> what a moment. It looks so stunning. Uh, when I first started playing, watching a cutscene, I actually forgot that I was playing a game. I was like, oh shit, I got out, I got a control now. Uh haven't had that in a while. You know, everything is great about this game. However, I'm just not having fun, to be honest. Uh, I feel like I'm just playing because I played the rest. I don't know, I guess I need to get through more and see. Uh, I've been playing more Minecraft, which he did get the Platinum. I saw that in the... Uh, You remember when PlayStation made those group chat things that we have? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he posted a screenshot of his Platinum in there because I keep forgetting that thing exists.
4: (laughs) I I see that new poster put up sometimes, but then I'm like, but I have games
1: to play, though. Yeah, I got to play my games. Yeah,
3: Yeah, for real.
1: He says, been playing more Minecraft, just can't put that game down to rest for five minutes. It's an addiction. I put it on, I just sit there, and I think, what should I do now? I play around for a few minutes, then I put it away. I've been playing Trackmania Turbo. That's a pretty neat title. Having fun with that. It's my Ridge Racer fix for now. There you go. Uh, Mm -hmm. Tomorrow, Friday, when he sent this email, I have my monthly meetup at my joint. 12 guys, Coke, Corona, not cocaine, (laughs) Coca-Cola, Corona, (laughs) Asahi, and pizza. I will be playing the usual FIFA, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, and WWE. Sometimes I wish I never started this trend. Uh, It's been going on for a few years. My joint gets really fucked up, and I usually have to clean it up. But I guess it's worth it. It feels like it's way more fun than having everyone together instead of playing online. Oh, we also usually have Pornhub on a second TV for those not currently playing.
3: Uh, you gotta have entertainment somehow.
1: Uh, his question is: When you guys visit Pornhub, what do you search for? I search big Hangin' tits and take it from there.
3: Jesus Christ. <laughs>
4: That's a very interesting party you got going there. But I I mean, as long as you're having a good time with people you enjoy being around, that's that's good, man. That's I, good stuff.
1: That last part of that email.
3: <laughs> what do you search for on Pornhub? I, I Overwatch? Overwatch? <laughs> <laughs>
4: hey, did you Dude, that's hear, that's like the highest searched right
1: now. Did yeah. you hear that uh Gearbox is releasing some Battleborn porn to to compete with Overwatch porn? I can believe what? it. I'm kidding. I'm so it's a joke. <laughs> the, I don't believe um,
3: it. Yeah, see, that's the thing is I can actually believe that. Um, apparently, didn't I? I saw something on Facebook talking about that today. Uh, oh, how
1: about getting taken down?
3: Yeah, let's see here. Overwatch porn videos featuring games characters receive takedown notices. Report says,
4: "Foolish Blizzard, it's trying to stop porn only makes it harder."
3: That, right, but that's that's free advertising. Come on, yep.
1: That's something. All right, I don't. I don't know, this is an uncomfortable conversation.
4: Uh-uh. Nah, man, you any you try to do something um like for example, like uh, what was it? Uh, there was that thing with uh, was was that uh not BioShock the other one. That's like BioShock that sequel What's it called? I'm s- huh. uh, the the one in the sky. Was that oh, BioShock
3: Infinite?
4: Yeah, BioShock Infinite, okay. BioShock Infinite had uh there's like porn of the female elite going Elizabeth. around, right? Yeah, yeah
3: Elizabeth,
4: Elizabeth. Correct. So the developer, the guy, I forget what whatever his Ken name Levine. was. Ken Levine. Ken Levine took it took it took really a, a big offense to that and you know, took to Twitter and other social media. and said, like, please, you know, these are these are these characters are are like my children. Please don't, you know, please don't put them in like these kind of imagery. You know, this is not this is not what I intended as their vision. And obviously, fan arts and other porn graphics and stuff like that. Went up tremendously after he made that post. But when they were talking about the uh, the creator of Bayonetta, right?
3: Uh-huh. Uh huh.
4: Yeah, Camille. Uh, Camille's like, yeah, guys. I noticed you guys are doing a lot of porn of Bayonetta, uh, but I don't like the fact that she's being very submissive. I think she should be more of a sadist. <laughs> <laughs> and people are like, you know what? He's right. They started doing porn over being like sadist. And that, you know, that character's popularity, like, soared of even higher. Oh, Jesus. He, he, like, embraces the culture, and he says, like, yeah, people are going to do that shit anyway, but, you know, might, might as well like, encourage them in the right path. That's the way you handle people. That's how, the way you handle, you know, people trying to make porn out of your shit. It's going to happen whether you like it or not. You might as well, you know, take it and try to put it in a positive direction. Okay, it's, I'm just
1: going to go on the record right now and, and yeah. let everybody listening know, don't ever make a porno about this podcast.
3: Well, what's the rules? It the has rules. already begun. Someone's <laughs>
1: already putting their
4: pen to paper and has begun doing. <laughs> oh
1: man, I don't want to read that fiction. I don't want to watch that movie.
4: And as Ken longingly looks into Drew's eyes, yeah, their lips touch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, he couldn't, I, uh, he I, I,
4: couldn't I wrote say one it. of the lines
1: already. For I was you gonna guys, say so. he couldn't say it without cracking up.
3: Oh god.
1: How do you feel? Does that make you feel dirty?
3: That I mean. It would make me laugh out loud, but Yeah, I,
1: I can't we like we we would have to do a reading of that on the show. Uh, Yeah. Like this don't bring your kids.
3: So I'm not telling anybody out there to do this. But, but you but
1: you're telling people to do this.
3: Yeah, make, make porn fan fiction oh, of n 4G podcast, oh, please.
1: Oh god, stop.
4: I'm, I'm a guest star, so I'm not included. So oh, no, they're going
1: to include you because I get tweets about oh. you every week.
3: Absolutely. Oh,
4: man, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a guest, so nope. don't worry about it. Nope. Just, just concentrate on the core. Make sure you put Drew and Ken in the centerfold. They're the main <laughs> romance. So,
1: yeah. You got to put Gambus in the background. You got to put in He's there, in the yeah. background telling everybody what that's to do. The, that's the triangle, yeah. man. The Gambus. He's the, he's, he's the dominatrix. Yeah, the dungeon master.
3: There you go. He's the, gotta, the, gotta, the dungeon gotta, master. His, uh, <laughs>
4: <laughs> the
1: one true pair to rule them all we'll oh
3: God, this is horrible.
1: <laughs> programs take off your pants,
3: yep, yeah.
1: all right. he sent a second email, sure, says my second email Ken's tweet about e three reminded me that I forgot to add to my uh which I forgot to add to my last email. I can't believe e three is just around the corner. I can't believe it, however, is it just me or is there like no hype what? uh <laughs> e three posts and leaks are happening by now. Uh, they are. Perhaps you missed the two big incremental console announcements. Uh, should be a really interesting E3. That's the one thing, though, that could really bother me. You see, I'm an average gamer. I grew up with consoles. I'm now married. have a huge mortgage because it's really expensive to live in Melbourne. Uh, yes, around the 700000 mark. Holy shit. Uh, planning to have kids soon. The idea of new consoles coming out now pisses me off. I bought the PS4 thinking it will last me seven years at least before I have to upgrade. Now this shit. It's not right. Yeah, phones come out every year and so on. I don't buy it. I hate how people bring that shit up. Even if I did, it's not the same. I'm not sure which company decided to release a new console first and then the other found out so they followed. But that's just bull. Uh, the whole other, The whole thing will either fail or go okay. It won't be great, that's for sure. But being an idiot that I am and how much of a Sony fanboy I am, I'm going to buy the piece of shit. Mm. And that's why they're making them.
4: Yeah, you can't, you can't make your point and then say you're going to buy the thing that you despise. That's not, that's not a good way to get your point across. Uh, you know, they say actions speak louder than words. And as I said before, I don't, I don't support Sony or Microsoft in this decision at all. What I try to do is I try to understand why. And I try to figure out whether it will be successful or not. That's my design. Because I'm not going to buy these things. I don't need them. okay. And unless they show me a very good reason why I absolutely want and need to buy these things, I won't. That's just how I operate. But at the same time, I am very passionate about this industry. So I want to know why they're doing these things. These incremental upgrades make sense in a lot of degrees. Even though it's not right... It's not good, uh, but it makes sense, and it could have some positive effects, whether you'd like to admit it or not in the long run,
1: but that is to be seen. Either way, it'll be interesting and exciting.
4: Yes, super excited for E3.
1: New hardware is always exciting, even if it's not something I agree with. Yep.
0: Um,
1: Twitter. We have another email, but I'm holding it for next week because it's E3 predictions. Okay. So we'll talk about that next week. Uh, so don't worry, Sean. We saw your email. We will get it next week. Go to the Twitter and the tweet. I don't know if I did this tweet last week, but if I didn't, I'm going to do it again. And everybody can just shut up and not respond. Okay. Uh, but it comes from Plo617. It says, I don't care what anyone says. Batman vs. Superman was awesome. Moving on. I liked it. I know. I know. Shut up. Uh, the, the tweet I mentioned earlier uh, comes from Magic Mike. It says, "No, now we know why it's not a video cast." 88 minutes in, and I, like I said, I went back and I listened, and we were talking about The Witcher Three at 88 minutes in.
3: I, I don't know. So, if you hmm. could
1: clarify what you meant by that statement, yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, I, we all
3: we
4: all don't wear clothes while well doing the podcast. I mean, it's true.
3: Yeah, this is very true. I mean this this has been announced before
1: yeah mm-hmm. i don't wear pants no. no what's the point
4: how can you even speak properly with pants on it really cuts off the circulation yeah it's so exactly.
1: restrictive
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh hd8 bit says what do you guys do for uh, i'm assuming it meant living it says loving i don't think you want to know what i do for a loving uh someone is a security guard i think i've always been curious about who the n4g guys are off the air
3: Yeah, Uh, I am – both me and Gambus are are security officers. Um, I'm actually a manager over uh, multiple guards. (laughs) Yeah, Drew. Actually, I'm the boss. Moving up in the world. No, trust me. I don't want to be the boss. (laughs) (laughs) It it sucks. It it sucks ass.
1: You know what's bad uh, is, like, I I don't know how to tell somebody what I do that makes sense.
3: You do computer shit.
1: See, I don't know – that's a misconception. I actually am a marketer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I work in a marketing department. Sure, what I do is on a computer. Uh huh. But you know,
3: all the stuff I do is on a computer. That's
1: too. what I'm saying. Se- so, are you a computer guy, Drew?
3: Sure. <laughs> I secure computer stuff.
1: I make the keys go click clack. That's what I do. No, I work in marketing. Okay. I don't work for PR for a game company. So <laughs> curious. Who, who said that? Who, who thought that? No, I'm just, I'm just like cutting that off, at the, cutting the head off at the beginning. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I don't, I don't for, work for, for a game PR. Start, right? Like that'd be a little conflict of interest, I think.
3: No wonder he wears the money hat.
1: There's no. That, now it explains why he's never said anything bad about a rare game.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he works for Rare.
1: I work for Rare's PR. I'm their community manager. No, I'm really not.
3: Anyway, Jay, what do you do for a living?
1: I
4: do IT work. Mm -hmm. I usually work uh, for a firm, but I also do a lot of freelance. I actually kind of make more money off my freelance stuff than the firm. But, uh, you know, they call me when they need the extra help. But, uh, you know, just either fixing, setting up networks, Soho's, building PCs, taking commissions, all that jazz. And I also do a couple other things.
1: Telling people Hmm? to reboot their computers. Yeah.
4: You know, that's that's like a that's like a popular joke in the industry. I know, and I
0: know.
4: Yeah that 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 is actually true to some degree. But boy, like my biggest concern or the thing is that I have to deal with the most is not the computers, but the people themselves. Of course, oh, yeah. uh, They sabotage themselves constantly. Mm-hmm. Let's say I come and I fix your network and I do do some work and I say, well, you know, you were infected by a trojan. You know, there's the malware here and there. Uh, this is you know, really slowing down your network, and uh, you know you might actually want to change all your banking account password and all that jazz, right? <laughs> and then I said, like, well, if you, you know, there's a very, very, you know, you know, specific reason why you were getting these things. So, you know, I don't, I don't want to offend, but you know, make sure you take a, a particular uh, precautions on which kind of website you visit and things that you download from now on. And a day later, like literally a day later, I would get the same call with the same exact problem and it happened in the same exact way. Hey,
0: and that, that would
4: happen three, four times in a row in a week.
1: They need that Overwatch porn.
4: Yeah, I guess so. But, man, it's just <laughs> people just like messing up their own shit over and over again the same way. It's like you figure they learn from their mistakes, but they really don't. No. Good for me, I guess. Because I can it's called it. job security. <laughs> sure, sure.
1: Uh Henson Victor says in last week's episode you talked about games and sequels. How do you guys feel about the three sixty game Too Human? I loved it.
4: Uh I played twenty minutes of it and said this is weird and I stopped playing.
1: I love Too Human. Outside uh, of the Valkyrie resurrection, which takes way too long, but
3: No, thank God Ryan's not here.
1: <laughs> I know I do that to blust his ass every time.
3: Every time we say that, he's like, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, brother.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I really like, Too Human is another one of those games that doesn't explain how to play it. Yeah. But once you learn how to play it, it's super fun.
3: It was, I mean, I don't know. It was weird because it was like, it was trying to be this weird action game, but also a role playing game with loot as Mm -hmm. well. And it was just a bunch of stuff combined together. And my experience with it. (sighs) was I played it on one of my older Xbox 360s the ones that was fucking up, <laughs> so like if i if I played for more than like twenty or thirty minutes it would just freeze constantly lovely, yeah, and I was like that's my memories of it I'm sure if I played it on my 360s I have now it would be fine uh, I just remember that game being either a buggy or b constantly fucking up
1: I oh I really enjoyed that game. I miss playing it, it was especially fun with co-op with other mm. people. Um, everyone, this comes from Mark. Says everyone, iterative consoles are annoying, but Nintendo, or buy Nintendo and upgrade your PC already. Um, isn't th- that an iterative console? What uh, Nintendo I, PC? I think
4: oh PC oh. You're you're very much right. You know, it figures that after what a month after I built my new powerhouse PC, the 1080 is uh, announced, and I see the power. It's like, "Mm, I want that,
1: Mm." dude. I just got a PC in the mail the other day, and it's a beast, and it's already out of date.
4: Yep, the 1080 blows it out of the water.
1: (laughs) Yep, and I'm running a Titan Black. Uh huh. Come on, man.
4: Sorry, not, not good enough, man. That's all. You might as well just throw that in the I, I might right, as well. Like, I can't yeah. play
1: anything on that. That's dumb. Nice. And that so video card is what, like a grand? Yeah, okay.
4: Uh, what, the 1080? The Titan Black. The 1080 uh, is Black,
1: 699 yeah. right? Yeah, it is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which is a really good price for that card. I'm saying that while I'm saying I don't want to spend 399 on an iterative console. <laughs> that's what I mean. We have different perceptions <laughs> and ideas about the PC and console.
4: And that's what, that's what I'm trying to fight against. Trying to shine light on what it actually means to be a console or PC nowadays.
1: Yeah, it's very it's a very different mentality. Extremely different mentality. I love I love my consoles. I do. I'm a console guy. And I will buy both the Neo and the Serpico. I'm gonna call it Serpico now. It's okay.
4: I like it better than the Scorpio. I'm I saying. do too. Um,
1: yeah. I'm gonna buy both of them because I'm an idiot. But I don't care because I like video games.
3: I am going to pass.
1: I know. I know you will.
3: I I can't afford that, man.
1: Nobody can. No, Nobody that You don't buys. know how much
3: <laughs> it is yet.
1: Well, it doesn't matter. It's going to be doesn't matter $400 a piece, right?
3: Yeah. It, even if it was only $200, I can't afford that.
1: Yeah, it's $400 if you buy both of them. Hmm. I mean, just most people can't afford that, you know? And I get it. I totally do.
4: Uh, to me, it's not about affording. It's about like being smart with your money. You know, like I don't I don't like buying things unless I let's say if I buy a console, I want to bring home a game that I absolutely am dying to play and cannot play it in any other way in the best way possible. That's like the thing that I need when whenever people buy like a new console and they come home with like a launch title, uh, like Knack or some shit.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, that's what'll be different this time, is like, Uh, you're not getting a launch console. You're getting a console that already has a library of, like, a thousand games.
0: mm -hmm.
1: Because that's the thing, right? That's the whole reason we're doing iterative consoles, is because they're going to eventually just be PCs. They play everything, forward and backward, right?
3: Hope so. Uh,
4: Well, there's some... And, uh, yeah, you know what? You're right, because of the fact that there's so much emulation you can do for the backward stuff, even for the, like the earliest generation of PCs. And but the future thing is a different factor though cuz you know you'd have to pay more money building new Well, PCs I mean, you
1: got to buy the new one. Like if you buy the Xbox One 2, mm-hmm. it will play everything current and past. Um, not
4: well, we'll saying
1: hope. Xbox One will play all future games. That's not going to happen, no way. Right. Eventually, it's just like a PC. Eventually that video card's going to be like, eh, you know, if you're still running like a 480 or something, you can't run Rise of the Tomb Raider You just mm-hmm. can't And at some point Xbox One And PS4 are going to get cut off But the new machines Will still play everything that came before So
4: yeah, wow. People keep saying like Oh I want backwards compatibility on machines Get a PC it's the To me backwards compatible machine Of all time
1: <laughs> okay. Plays everything Plays Nintendo games Plays Atari games. Well, it
3: does, it's, even it,
1: though it's not. Uh, well, don't even worry about it. Don't, don't worry about it's it, man. Not it's cool. It. It's not, no one has to know. It's, it's fine.
3: Exactly. Nobody needs to know this shit.
1: Nobody needs to know that you downloaded Dolphin and you don't really own any GameCube discs. Nobody
0: knows. What nah.
4: I, I want to play 1080, 60 frames per second, Xenoblade Chronicles. You know, on, you know, nice, on my nice PC, and I can do that if I wanted to. It looks really nice. Okay? If
2: I want to. I
4: can do that. Uh, you know, I promised myself uh, when I began posting things on social media and I decided to put myself out there, that I would never, ever put myself in a situation where I would say something that would bite me in the ass backwards in, in the in the eyes of the law. So I will state that I actually own a legitimate copy of Xenoblade Chronicles, both on the Wii and the 3DS. So screw you. <laughs> screw you, people. <laughs> I still got my
1: uh, link to the past I,
4: cartridge.
1: They, exactly. Just I'm saying. saying.
4: I'm mm. a law-abiding citizen. I have never broken a law that you can prove.
1: <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and here we go. Mark also says, also more Jay. He brings good conversation to the table. Love the podcraft. Thanks, buddy. See, it's once a week we get a request for you to be on here, so you have to be in the fan fiction. Sorry. Sorry. No. No. Um, Mookie says, so death threats is a thing now. I think that's probably been a thing for a long time. Yes. Uh, Impatient fuckers should suck a fat one. Uh, Developing a game isn't an easy task to do. Boy, that's the truth. Games are hard.
4: They are, especially like the sheer scope and size and the hype behind No Man's Sky. If it is anything short of second coming of Jesus... Then people are gonna be disappointed.
1: Oh, yeah. I think people actually people gonna, might
4: still be disappointed with the second coming of Jesus. I think
1: people game. are gonna be disappointed in that game because I think a lot of people hyped for it don't really know what it is. I still don't yeah. know what it is. I think it's like a survival game.
4: It's like an exploration Minecrafty universe yeah. exploration. Thing. I don't know. And
3: that that's my issue is that I really want to play this game, but then I don't like those type of games. I don't really.
4: I'm I'm curious about it, but I I'm not I'm not that interested in like playing it itself right away.
1: Okay, this next tweet Drew's going to be mad. Sure, go ahead. Comes from Henson Victor says, "By the way, Ken, Omega boost." Oh boy.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bringing it back. Oh man, god, I've given more play to that song than that song ever had when it was out. I know. <sighs> but you know you know. Matt Don 3. Oh, man. So good. Uh, Dusk says, I predict ZTGD will have one of the higher reviews of TMNT since you guys know what fun is.
3: (laughs) Who said that? That's from Dusk. Okay. Thank you, Dusk. (laughs) I pride myself on knowing what fun is.
1: Uh, Dusk has got a bunch of tweets here his next one says when are we getting another reading from Gambus Khan's erotic novel oh man I missed that (laughs) the fanfic continues Uh,
3: Mrs. Bloom
1: oh man we're gonna have to get him to do some more of that that was was good Uh, his next one says I played Banjo-Kazooie for the first time recently to completion and that game doesn't come close to how good Mario 64 is (sighs) somebody's gonna have fighting words for that not me, I agree. Okay. I love Banjo-Kazooie, though. I think it's a great game. But let's be fair, let's be honest, and let's just put it out on the table right now. Super Mario 64 might be, and probably is, the best 3D platformer ever made.
4: Well, it it was a revolutionary title. Uh, it's the one that did 3D platforming right. It's the very first one that did 3D platforming right. And so right, too. Yeah, very but first, I still don't awesome. think
1: anything has topped it. It's kind of like I feel like StarCraft is the best RTS ever made.
3: But, hmm. but can we go back right now and play Mario 64 and I not just have any did. issues? I just did. I don't know.
4: Those, that camera angle is still pretty wonky, dude. Like
1: It can be. Certainly can be. But it's much easier when you're using the right analog stick to change it. Right. Which I do on the Wii U.
4: But that's like you're using something that didn't exist back then. Well, it it's still kind of works. The,
1: no, it works the way it's supposed to. It still does the... You know, like it just moves in one... One notch. It doesn't. It's not full 3D camera movement.
4: I. I mean, the thing about 3D camera movement, and 3D platformers in general is like they never perfected 3D camera. There's always an issue, even in the most polished games of all time. Oh, absolutely. You, cameras still get stuck on things and like obstruct your view. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just just how frequently that happens is contention there.
1: I still but, don't think there's a better 3D platformer than Super Mario 64.
4: You might be right. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of that. Uh, genre, so I I can't really speak on it too much.
1: I mean, unless we're talking about Croc. (laughs) That's
4: a a PlayStation game, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's actually the theme song, too. I I had it memorized. Croc was not a great game, okay? Mm -mm, But it was memorable for me. They even made a sequel.
0: Hmm.
1: Alright, uh, he also says, do you think reviewers miss a lot of context by playing through games on easy and miss the Intentional Difficulty Challenge? I don't know that I can even answer that question. Um, I, well,
4: the thing about reviews in general is that the reviewers uh, have the responsibility to put the right context forward as far as what difficulty mode they play on. And also, you know, obviously how many hours they put into certain games. Because your opinion about a game... uh, Well, actually, let me step back for a second. At the very beginning, I spent... I went like a year and a half, maybe two years, completing every game that I reviewed. And that was hard. Mm -hmm. Because I reviewed a lot of games I did not want to (laughs) play. A lot of games that literally physically hurt me to play. Like my eyes would water. I would start getting headaches. But I finished those games because I thought it was my responsibility to get get the basically the full experience of what the, of the game has to offer before writing my review. I still believe that to some degree. But because of time constraints and the realistic idea of, you know, this is not act- my actual job. You know, we're doing this as a hobby and as a passion. And because of that reasoning, we have to be realistic on the amount of time we're able to put in. We still put in enough uh, time and effort uh, on these games to give it a proper review. But, at the same time, you have to think, "Oh, if a game is too hard and you're literally bouncing your head against the wall because of a difficulty like a brick wall, and you can't progress within after like the first four or five hours of a game, then maybe you have to switch to easy mode, you know, and that's something that you're gonna have to say. As a reviewer, you're gonna have to come clean and say like, well, yeah, people might call you a scrub or noob or, you know, whatever other malicious comments that people say. But you have to be honest with your experience and the things that you had to do. Um, and if you do that, then it's fine, man. Like, because you have that context and the idea, oh, he had to do that. Then actually that information becomes very telling to the difficulty of the game itself, right? So I think it's perfectly fine. No matter what difficulty they decide to play in. Just just straight up say it from the very beginning. This is the difficulty I chose. This is the reason. And just go forward from there. And if your logic and reasoning for that, uh, for that choice is sound, I think people, or the, the reasonable people that matter, uh, will understand.
0: Yep.
1: I agree. There's a lot of games. Like, do you realize how much more enjoyable Uncharted is on easy than it is on, like, the hardest difficulty? Like, that oh. game is just pure, frustrating, and not fun.
4: Right, you don't want uh, bullet-spongy enemies in Uncharted, man. That's not fun. No, that
1: makes the game super unfun. Like, when I hear people like, I beat it on crushing, I'm like, boy, you must have had a miserable 12 hours. Yep. (laughs) Excuse me. But, yeah, it's... I don't know. I usually, when I play a game for review, I usually start it on normal Mm -hmm. and just see what happens. Yeah, that's how I do. Same, same. So...
3: For review stuff, I mean, I started Doom on Ultra Violent.
1: If I'm playing for me personally, most of the time I'll play on easy, just because I just want to have fun.
4: Yeah, it really depends on the game too, right? Oh, Let's say For example, um, you can play like The Witcher on easy mode. Yeah, that's and, that's um, what I play a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah, if you're if you're into the game or if you're in the game for only the story, mostly. And let's be frank, like that's the best part of the game, right? The story and the characters. Then mm-hmm. uh, you don't have to worry too much about the combat. It'll still be enjoyable. I mean, it's still challenging in easy mode. Actually, uh, some of the combat scenarios in which is very difficult. So you're still having a good time. Don't tell other. Uh, you know, don't don't let other people tell you how to enjoy your games, man. Just, no, absolutely just play the like,
1: way you like. Most of the games I do play on easy, but like something like Doom, I find that more fun on like ultra violence. Just the challenge of that game is more fun. Exactly, yeah. yeah.
4: It uh, really kind of puts the spotlight on the, on the gunplay and a lot of, lot of the strategy element in the Twitch, uh, like decision-making on when to pick up the power-ups, when to use the chainsaw to get some of your ammo back. It, it adds to the game. But not a lot of games uh, do it that way, so...
1: No, yeah. most of them just make, like, for example, Ninja Turtles. Like, the more you bump it up, the, the, the enemies just get more health.
4: Yeah, that's the laziest way to increase difficulty, and that's one of the reasons why I don't play on hard difficulty in a lot of games.
1: What about Call of Duty on Veteran where one shot, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> I've tried to do that before, and I'm like, nah, 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 this ain't no fun. Uh, he also says, death threats over No Man's Sky delay. Grow the fuck up, internet.
4: Yeah. I can't. I can't even begin to understand what those people are thinking because uh, i I understand the anonymity of the internet is a powerful powerful vestige, and people just kind of hold it up, but at the same time, it's just what how can you say those things you're talking to another human being
1: yeah that's the weird thing
4: <sighs> a human being that you don't even know, yeah and you are saying these terrible, terrible things. these things matter man like when when you when you read these words. They, you know, it's not. It's not like, haha! I'm, I'm just gonna laugh it off. People have a very different responses to the things that they say. I'm exactly the same person as I am on the internet as I am in real, per, real, uh, real life. So whenever these people are a complete different persona, I it just it just wears me out, man. I don't I don't understand people in that way. It's Just so malicious
1: it yeah. makes me sad. When people wonder why games can't be taken seriously half the time
3: well jay i just need to remind you level 47 does not mean you're good
1: Oh, thank you. <laughs> get good scrub
4: that uh that whole con uh we we were playing overwatch last night and uh we our team got stomped and i basically said like oh we, we could have really used some uh less stationary heroes that's basically <laughs> all i said and the guy says like well why did you choose mercy and i said because I had to, because there was no other support in our team. And he says, because you're level 40-something doesn't mean you're good. And in that whole conversation, I never mentioned my level or that I'm good. And I was confused, so I was like, okay, sure, I guess he's trying to troll me. So I just muted him. And then his friends started jumping in, so I muted him too. But they kept going and over and over again. Like, they were trying to get at me.
0: Yeah. And
4: the funny thing is, I kept doing really well in those games. Getting, like, play of the game getting like 97% on fire the whole match, even though when we were losing. So it like it kind of made them look like the fools that they were by trying to get under my skin without really doing anything. So and I not They, don't, I don't know. they, they kept fear.
3: going and I was in the chat and I could see them because I didn't mute them. And I told him, I was like, yeah, he's muted you guys. And they, st- and they just kept going. I was like, he's not seeing any of this stuff. <laughs> and I, I was like, whatever, dude. And the thing is, is that they were on our team. Then they left. And they came back, and they were on the other team. And then, like, I could hear Jay, like, just, he like he doesn't talk that much when he plays. But then he says, uh, well, I can't remember what the guy's name Dragon something. Dragon Strike or something like that. Something. And he's like, he's like I'm fucking wrecking Dragon Strike. I'm like, oh, you got a fucking vendetta. You just ain't saying it.
4: <laughs> well, it just amuses me because he keeps trash, talking trash. So I know that whenever I beat the crap out of him. And I, I killed him, like, ten times that one round. Like, I specifically saw him. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna murder this fool. So <laughs> I kept killing him, and then I know he's getting really worked up, you know? Because he's, he's, he keeps dying to me over and over again, even though he's saying some shit, which I'm not seeing. So it just made it more amusing for me. Yeah. But, yeah, we're talking people in general on the internet. People are uh, – some people are assholes, man. What can we say?
3: Oh, yeah.
1: All right. Uh, his last tweet says, and this is the most important question you'll be asked all month. Okay. If you were a hot dog, would you eat yourself?
3: Yeah. In fact, I'd ask for seconds. No,
1: I would not, because
3: then I would die.
4: Do I have any mustard on me? Yes. That's 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 the question that I, you know I need answers to. If I if I don't have that answer, then I can't really answer your I'm, question. I'm
1: answering. Yes, you have mustard.
4: Then obviously.
1: You guys just going to kill yourselves?
4: Hey, I'm a hot dog. My purpose is to be eaten. Okay, There's no other purpose to a hot dog than to be eaten. But you must be eaten with mustard. Otherwise, your purpose is unfulfilled.
1: How do you eat yourself if you're a hot dog?
4: With great precision and dedication.
3: (laughs) Very carefully.
1: Very carefully. That's always the right answer. That's that's
3: That's what my dad used to always say. Drew, we got to do this. How are we going to do that? Very carefully. Very
1: carefully.
3: <laughs> I'm like, Dad, you do, you you've solved nothing by saying that. Nope.
1: But it's uh, you know what? If you ever have kids, Drew, you're going to say it to them. Yeah. I have found myself saying everything that my parents said to me.
3: Oh yeah, I, I'm already turning into my dad. Oh yeah, like whenever, I don't want to at all. <laughs>
1: whenever my child asks me a question, I'm, I I respond exactly the way my parents did, and I'm like, I stop and I look at myself. I'm like, shit.
4: Yeah. You don't you don't think you're gonna turn into your parents when you uh when you're like a kid. But when you get older it just kinda of starts happening. Yep.
1: yep. Uh Sean sent a tweet to add to his E three predictions email if I could ask you kindly to send that next week for our E three prediction show. I don't wanna spoil it, it's like a it's an annual thing, man. Yeah, we do the prediction show and then we do the impression show afterwards. Those are my favorite shows to do.
4: They're also going to be like four hours long, but they're fantastic.
1: I know, but they're so good. Yeah. So good. So please send that next week, and we'll we'll hit that next week along with your email. Uh, we got a few from Plo617. He says, in light of the recent No Man's Sky delay, what delay disappointed you the most, and how close to release was it?
3: Hmm. Well, I can go back to when Alpha Protocol. Oh, God damn it. I was so hyped for that game. And then they didn't even tell anybody that cause I had it pre-ordered and I went to GameStop to pick it up and they said, Oh, it's not out. And then that day they came out and said, yeah, we delayed it six months. And I'm like, what the fuck? Six months. Yeah.
1: You know, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to say StarCraft Ghost.
3: That's not a delay.
1: <laughs> oh, it was. It was an inevitable delay. I wanted that game so bad.
3: You got not, it. It's no, called Overwatch. No,
1: I never got That is not Overwatch.
4: <laughs> you just stop right there. Well, there's that StarCraft 2 DLC. Was no. Like that is not
1: Ghost. It stars a Ghost, man.
4: That's but the best you're to get. Just
1: take it. It's not Ghost. StarCraft Ghost was a third person action game. Okay. Okay. It looked, it looked bad man It did look think, bad but still I, I wanted an action game In the Starcraft universe Because I love the Starcraft universe
0: It is great, great
3: universe. <sighs> I've never played Starcraft
1: You do not know what you have missed
3: I missed a Real time strategy game that I will hate
1: I don't think you can Hate Starcraft mm. I don't think it's possible to Hate Starcraft it's that good
4: it, what really gets me about StarCraft is not—it's not like even the competitive side or even just like the RTS. Like the storyline and the lore is really cool, man. Like as far as sci-fi stories goes, it's just really epic. Yep. I love it. And uh, did you finish uh, Legacy of the Voyage,
1: Ken? No, I just actually I played that this week. I played through the first mission.
4: What a what a conclusion to that trilogy, man! I will have what to do
1: that version? because oh, yeah, I just got it recently like I didn't buy it when it came out because I I've been kind of lukewarm on StarCraft 2. Mhm. So, but yeah, I I started playing Legacy of the Void the other day, so maybe I'll finish that. God, I love StarCraft.
3: I mean, I've heard nothing but good things about it, but it's just not my game.
4: It was hey, mine. That's either. what you said about MOBAs, man, and you started playing heroes. I I don't know,
1: I, I a will s- I will tell you this, like when I was introduced to StarCraft, god, what's that been over a decade ago now. Um I had never played one. I thought they were dumb. I did not like Command and Conquer. And you know, ever since I fell in love with that game, I have tried to find another strategy game that I like. Have never found one. Mm. I don't like strategy games. I love StarCraft.
3: (laughs) I played the living crap out of Orcs and Humans back in the day.
1: The only other one that even I remotely enjoyed was uh, AoE, Age of Empires. And even that one, I didn't think was great. I just, it was something to play when I, you know, I'd sank six hundred hours in StarCraft. <laughs> it was a nice change of scenery. <laughs> I still play
4: StarCraft. Yep, it's uh, as, as a as a Korean, it's I'm bound by law to love and StarCraft, <laughs> and kinda, I do.
1: You kind of have to, yeah, right. Uh, it's
4: it's a, it's a well. It's not. It's actually uncommon knowledge that. Koreans actually don't go to sleep. Instead of dreaming, they just play StarCraft in their minds. Yeah. It's all preloaded in
1: their brains. That's, that's an entire course in, in college, right, for Koreans? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the thing. StarCraft 101? Uh. Mm-hmm. Um, he also says, Do you think that No Man's Sky delay could be re- uh, VR-related? And if so, should we expect another delay until October?
4: Mm, why October, specifically? Because
1: that's when VR launches for PlayStation.
4: To coincide with the uh, VR, you think? I mean, that that would be a good VR game, probably.
1: Yeah, but I don't think you need to delay the game. Can't you just patch it in,
0: right?
4: Mm, well, the thing about it is that there's like a bit of romanticism in the idea of a of a launch game, right? So well, let's yeah. say, yeah, let's say Overwatch. I mean, not over- <laughs> okay. I want to play Overwatch. <laughs> uh, clearly, but, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, let's say. Um, that game that we were talking about No, Man Sky. no Man's
0: I, Sky. I'll help you out.
4: Thank you. Thank you, sir. Uh, no Man's Sky comes out, and it's going to be coincidentally released for PS4 and also has VR capability right off the bat. The VR actually looks a lot more interesting all of a sudden. Because what games are you super excited for VR right now that's on launch? Nothing.
1: I, I couldn't tell you a game I'm excited to play in VR. Yeah, you, can, you, can, you, can,
4: you, can't, you can't name a single game. That's actually pretty true for most people. But everyone knows No Man's Sky. Oh wow, that's that's a launch title, and it's going to be best played on VR. You say? Well, that's that sounds interesting to me.
1: <laughs> I call you a liar, sir.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you very well might. But at the same time, um, it does it does have a big. It's a incentive. good
1: marketing ploy. Yeah. yeah,
4: but that is October is pretty far away, dude. That it is. Say,
1: I don't think that yeah. game gets delayed that far because not only that, but that puts No Man's Sky in competition with the big fall games. Because mm-hmm. isn't Gears in October? Eh,
4: I, I would say Gears is not really competing against No Man's Sky considering the platform changes. Well, the- I mean,
1: in some instances, but it's still a $60 game that somebody like mm-hmm. me would, you know, like I like both of the, both of those games interest me. Mm-hmm. So if I was picking between the two, I you know, maybe Gears would be more my thing. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't think No Man's Sky needs to go up against any...
4: It's possible, but uh, let's say, okay, well, should they release it in November then? No. <laughs> no. Against Call of Duty? No,
1: no, 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 no. You shouldn't no. release anything in November.
4: You're right. Um, but, I mean, there's 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 like a one or two big games coming out every month. With that mentality, it will be difficult to ever release your game. Yeah. Uh, well,
1: I, I mean, I, they had a good slot in June.
4: Yeah, I think uh, even even so, you know, people have already spent a lot of their money this month, man, and in the, in the upcoming month, there's still a lot to come. So it's, it's 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 tough time. There's a lot of competition for games and vying for gamers' money. So you, you gotta <laughs> uh, be real good.
1: We just rattled off the releases for this week, and it's like Jesus. Uh, it, it is May, right?
4: <laughs> yep. <laughs> you remember the times when we didn't get games. Until, like, November. Oh, that's a big release day month. Oh, oh, it's the summertime. Yeah, there's a big release here and there. But it was basically maybe three big releases in the big big summer, three big releases in the winter, and then that's basically it. And then now we just scattered
1: everywhere. Now we don't have it. We have more games than time. Yep. It's a good problem to have, I guess. Very. Uh, Last tweet is Plo. He says, It can be argued that the business end of video games both help and hurt the medium. In your opinion, did it help more than Hurt or vice versa? Good answer. No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I
4: always answer these things first. So I'm giving you guys a chance. Oh, no. I, uh, I, I
1: it, It's a weird thing.
3: Yeah, it could go either way, to be honest with you. Because
1: business is business, and business is always going to be business. Um, and, and sure, it's Hurt Games. Hey, there you gee. go.
3: Drop my pen. <laughs> uh,
1: it's it's going to hurt games because, I mean, we've come to the point where we're accustomed to a season pass. Yeah. We're accustomed to microtransactions. We're accustomed to not getting demos anymore. That sucks. You know, and these are all things that have affected purchasing decisions. But the business side of things have also made DLC better. You know, when we rejected horse armor. <laughs> You know, when we rejected other things, they they adapt to that and they make it good.
4: One of the things that we rejected actually had a huge impact on the progress of a lot of the the internet connectivity and whatnot. If you remember the online passes thing, yeah, that we, was a we thing. We rejected that, yeah, yeah, that was a terrible, incredibly offensive thing to consumers, yeah. especially people like me who also like to rent games. You know. You know, so why what the weird, you know what
1: the weirdest thing about those is is uh, like when you when you boot up your backwards compatible games on the Xbox One, right. uh, all your DLC is available to download as well. And a lot of the games that I download I still have an online pass for. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, was, why am I download oh yeah, I forgot about these. That was a trend.
4: And it we rejected. about two years. Yeah. yeah, we rejected it hard. And we voice our opinion with our wallets. And that's basically the only real voice we have. So when people keep buying season passes, and I'm talking to you too as well. (laughs) And 9 out of 10 times, no one ever says, I'm so glad I bought the season pass. That's not something you hear. And there's a very good reason for that because you're buying into something that doesn't exist. Something that you don't even know about. You don't know the content of what you're buying. It's like, yeah, there's some fun to the idea of buying a mystery grab bag. But you already know when you buy the mystery grab bag, you're going in with tempered expectations thinking, this is probably going to be crap, but I'm gambling on it cause for, the, cause of, for the fun. And when so many people are voting and saying, oh, yeah, season passes are definitely a great thing. Then no, that's that's not good for the industry. But that's how we're headed. That's what people are spending their money on. Uh, I mean I loved The Witcher 3 to death. I didn't buy the season pass. I didn't know what what it was going to be in it. So why would I buy something that I have no idea what it's going to be? But I played Hearts of Stone. I saw the reviews for it. I saw how everyone's talking up about it. So I bought it. I played it. I loved it. I haven't bought Bl- Blood and Wine yet. I'll I'll see what it comes out to and I'll probably pick it up. But like you just be fucking informed decision makers. Be reasonable human beings about the things that you buy. And take some time to research. That's all we need. Keep the developers and publishers honest. That's our responsibilities as the consumers. And it's a responsibility that is completely ignored by too many people.
1: Yeah, I don't. It is, you're right. It is very weird to hear somebody say, I'm glad I bought the season pass because I think a lot of developers put them in there and they don't, they're not really good value. They're not. Um, there's been Batman. a lot of them. Uh, see, I, I I disagree with Batman. I'm not going to get into the the argument about Batman because that season pass kept me playing that game. But it's because I'm a Batman fan. I didn't I didn't get rid of that game as soon as I beat it. So like the content that they put out in that was interesting to me. But there is plenty of examples of where that stuff is not great. where they'll put out a season pass and then, like, what are you getting? I don't know. Like, the Bioshock Infinite one was a huge one. They sold that season pass and that content didn't come out forever, and one of the packs ended up being a goddamn challenge arena.
4: Yeah, that was the first one that came out, right?
1: Who played Bioshock Infinite for the challenge arenas? Like, really? Really? And, I, you know, as much as I love Doom, I will not buy the season pass. It's all multiplayer. And I think multiplayer is fine. But I I haven't touched it since we played. You know, it's not something I'm going to play every day. So why would I buy a season pass for that game? I didn't go to Doom for the multiplayer. Now, if you give me a separate campaign set of chapters, Maybe. But yeah, every game has a season pass. Hell, didn't that Ghost Recon game just kind of get reannounced the other day? And they were uh, already selling a copy of it with a season pass?
4: Yeah, a lot of games basically introduce themselves with a the season pass handy b- way before the release of the game.
1: Oh, absolutely.
4: That's something that EA and Ubisoft does especially. Um, same thing with Activision and all that stuff. It's, it's a trend that's been continuing. And I was hoping when it was first released, either it was going to go in a direction where it's really, like, Completely transparent, so you know exactly what you're gonna get, when you're gonna get it, or it's it was gonna go away, just like the season, uh, just like the online passes. Because when they have your money already, that means they have they they have you hostage, man. That's you know, they're no longer you know accountable for the things that they're about to do because they don't need to sell you again. You've already bought into their game. It's like buying a goddamn warranty on your thing. <laughs> Like only a sucker does it, but when they do, they get the biggest smiles on their face. Yes, they, people need to stop,
0: man.
1: Yeah, it's it's at this point. Don't buy a season pass until you know what's in it and you know that you want it. Yeah. Whoa. What? That was my computer. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I Is forgot you okay that you have Windows 10. Well, I forgot. No, I already have Windows 10. Okay. I I am not one of those people that are like, I'm not letting Microsoft put a better OS on my machine. Um but no, it was it's the notifications thing popping oh. up. Mm-hmm. Sure. But yeah, I forgot you guys can actually hear that stuff now cause,
4: It wasn't too loud though. It was very subtle. Okay,
1: good. Yeah. Uh, which also means, you know, I could put sound effects and well, put whatever. I'm not Soundboard. No, some, never. Some singers in there. Never. If I'd have had the Bastion sound, I would have played it when we started talking about Overwatch. But,
4: that would have been pretty good.
1: Um, but yeah, no season passes, man. Like we've been burned on so many of them. It's not even funny. I fear for the division season pass because, and it was a matter of getting hyped up. It's like, yeah, I'm invested. Let's let's do this. <laughs> and before the you get perf- you get
4: swept up, you know. And you that's do. Not, I yeah. mean you. It's just, it's kind of like a mistake you make, but once you make a mistake a few times, you you should you should be learning from that stuff.
0: I I
1: can't.
4: You must, Ken. You're you're one of the people. You know, you're very well versed in the game industry. You know a lot. You've been involved in it. You you know too much to be making these mistakes, Ken. Come on.
1: I can't help myself. You know, the only one I'll never regret um, is fighting games, because I I like to have all the characters, even if I don't like the characters.
3: Well, okay. I regretted uh, – which one was it? It was one of the de- – it was either Mortal Kombat 9 or or it might have been uh, Injustice.
1: I loved Injustice's pack.
3: I, I think, think it was, the,
1: the best fighters they put out were after the season passed, which were Martian Manhunter and Zatanna.
3: Yeah, that was it because uh, they announced Scorpion. And I'm like, really?
1: It's – it's okay, Drew, it's Netherrealm? There's yeah. Always gonna be guest characters in their DLC.
3: Yeah, but come on, Scorpion.
4: He's in
1: every Netherrealm game, yeah. Realm. Yeah. If it's if another realm's making the game, Scorpion's gonna be in it. Probably. We're just gonna we're just gonna put that out there. I like the other characters though. Yeah. They were fun. Lobo, the, uh... Lobo was very fun.
4: Are they making another Injustice
1: game? I'm hearing rumors that that's going to be announced um, fairly soon.
4: I, I'm excited to go through a second season of that story mode, man. I enjoyed <laughs> playing through the first one. Um, I want to see where the story goes. Have you seen some of the comics and stuff like that they put out for uh,
3: Injustice? Very few of them. I, <laughs> I, I <don't laughs> The care. comic's still running.
1: It is.
4: Yeah, I, it seems a little bit you know, bloated. But there's some really neat ideas in there. And I hope they bring it forth in the second game that storyline has a lot of a lot of promise. If
1: they if they're smart, they'll announce it this year and they'll launch it next year with the Justice League movie. I mean that just makes complete sense.
3: It
0: yeah.
3: does. does. So, Justice was interesting. I, I, I really like the story mode and stuff like that and I the, s- the fact that they got, you know, <laughs> the characters.
1: I sank 300 hours into that game. I rea- come on. C- could you have picked a better game for me? Yeah. NetherRealm is my favorite fighting game developer, and I'm a DC nerd. Yeah,
4: yeah. that is like a match made in heaven.
1: Right <laughs> <laughs> like, when they announced that game, I'm like, okay, I can die now. That's it.
4: Uh, Yeah.
3: Well, how How did you feel when you got D- Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe?
1: I was excited about that, but when they said it was T-rated, I kind of lost a little interest in it because it's, it's Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Right. You know, and you're diluting one of my favorite things. And I'm going to be real honest with you. While I played the crap out of Deception and Deadly Alliance, I don't like Mortal Kombat in true 3D. Hmm. Like, it's not... I don't either. It's not that fun to play. Um, And, of course, being an MK fan, I got totally wrapped up in those games when they came out and just played the crap out of them. But when MK9 was announced and it was 2D... That's when I got excited. So
3: <sighs> I got excited when they announced Street Fighter Five. What, ha- what uh, happened?
1: Let's, to not, the, let's not go down that rabbit. What road, happened man. to the May character?
3: May was there? A, was there supposed to be a May character? Wasn't
1: there supposed to be a character every month until the story mode came out?
3: Was that? I don't know. Did they ever say that?
1: I'm pretty sure they did because they called. Um, wasn't? Wasn't? No, Guile wasn't May character. No, he was April. He came out April twenty eighth. Did he? Yep. I, thought I he came out in early May. Uh-uh. he came out April twenty eighth. The checked next it. one
4: after Guile is probably like, by, uh, was it uh who's that boxer guy? Oh, uh, Barog. Barog or Ibuki or something like that. No, Ibuki is one of the last ones to come out, I think. But I, think I, I don't know. The last one, didn't she? Probably. Um. <laughs>
3: it might just, be Urian.
1: Like, just Street Fighter Five, man. What happened? Where'd it go?
4: I mean, Dave already officially uh, apologized for that shit, right? Even though, you know, like, two months too late and all that jazz. But I think based on the idea that they recognize that <laughs> they did something stupid, that is a step in the right direction. Perhaps they yeah. can make things right. Um, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, I fell off that game after... The last game I played of Street Fighter Five was maybe the last time I played with Drew. Which is yeah, like three months ago. So. Oh my
3: god, that is
1: not how a Street Fighter game should be coming out.
3: I I messed around with both um, Alex and Guile for a few minutes. That's about it.
1: I literally played through their story mode, which is, as you know, five minutes. Yep. It makes I me. Just, it makes me fucking sad,
3: dude. It depresses the shit out of me. Street Fighter is like my jam.
1: Oh, I was and, so excited for Street Fighter Five,
3: and Street Fighter Five is a good game technically <sighs> it's just like at this point would a arcade mode even do anything for that game I don't I don't like would, would it bring me back to it I, I don't think it would I don't know
1: i I feel like it needs some, like ki keeps bringing me back like, so that's,
4: that's a game you already love from the very start though. but
1: I love Street Fighter yeah
0: no but, was... but,
4: but we have such a bad impression of it already we're so negative up on uh, on how we feel about it that they basically need to give us like flowers and a blowjob and I gotta renew the tickets. Uh, and then maybe, you know, we'll be square, but it's gonna, it's gonna take a lot, man. And I, at this point, to me, to me, like that excitement factor and my interest for the, for the game has kind of decreased so much to the point I'm just kind of moving on. I'm playing, you know, Revelator right now. And that game is completely a field feature. It has the arcade mode. It yeah. even has like this crazy network lobby. It has a fishing. You can go fishing. Yeah, <laughs> fishing. You can and fish. And then, uh, and the story mode is the fucking anime season, man, with production values up the ass. I, I'll
1: tell you what, like, the, the, it, it's, god damn, that game looks so good. But like the way the camera pans down now before a fight starts, like it has that like three quarter view overhead. Is that not the best looking fucking fighting oh game my. in the market
0: right now? God, that game looks now, so out. Are they, good. Are,
3: are they? Are is Guilty Gear like the last one it came out? That was the one it was like the three D animation. Yeah, so is this one? Yeah, this is the same. okay. And so this they're three like, D
4: models, but they're cel shaded in such a way that make they look like sprites, and they yeah, so gorgeous. It's incredible. Oh
1: man, I took so many screenshots playing through arcade mode once just because of like. God, like that, you know what that game needs? It needs a photo mode where I can pause it and pan <laughs> around the camera.
4: Yeah, it's, it's worthy of that because it's 3D models, so you can do that. Yeah. It'll look, it'll I, look so good.
1: God, it looks so good.
4: <laughs> And it plays beautifully, too. It
1: does. I really like the new, um, like, when you go into the tutorial and you pause it, like, all that stuff on the side, it's like, why is the music too loud? Why? How do I do this? What is this? Yeah, they have a FAQ. Yeah. freaking asked question. That's awesome. That thing is so awesome. I'm like, these are questions I totally have.
4: (laughs) And that's how a fighting game in the modern age is supposed to launch. Yeah. Yeah. Capcom forgot about that.
1: Unfortunately. God, I want to go play Revelator. It's fantastic. It is, it is really good. You should get it, Drew.
3: I wish I was even halfway competent at those oh, games. Oh, I'm
1: terrible at it. I'm absolutely atrocious at it. I love playing it, though. It's super fun. Anyway, that is the show, man. Next nice. week. Prediction show next week. Good. <sighs> Are you ready? Uh, no. Are you ready? I down a list. Yeah, I know, right? I'm
4: going to be wrong about all of it, and I'm going to have a great time doing it.
1: That's the way we do every year.
3: My issue is is I'm not going to be able to watch any of these. Really? I may be able to watch Sony's because it happens at night, but the rest of them happen during the day. Not anymore.
1: Oh, Dude,
4: take a day off, man.
1: E3 is one of those things. You
3: know, I can't. You to... I can't take a day off. I
1: blocked my calendar for the Microsoft press conference because that's the only one that's in the morning because Nintendo's not doing one now. So
4: Microsoft—they yeah, don't even have a direct for E3, right?
1: No, they're doing a day of streaming of Zelda.
3: <laughs> they're going to show the whole game off then.
1: I don't know what they're doing. I'm not going to watch it though because, like, I don't need to see that game. Like, I just need to play that game.
4: I'll watch a little bit of it. I'm not a, still a completely sold on this, so I want to see a little bit more, but Nintendo. What are they doing?
1: I don't know what they're doing. I don't I'm very, you know, strategy. I'm very interested to see what they're doing, but I have no clue what they're doing.
4: Perhaps it was Mr. Iwata running the whole show and making it run. Now that he's gone, they're just falling yeah. apart at the seams.
1: I hope not. I love a world where Nintendo exists. Indeedy. Uh, but if you want to tweet at us, um, Drew is at the ML Fury, Jay is at Botterside J, and John was at John w UK. Uh You can follow me on the site at ZTGD. Shoot us emails to podcasts at ztgd.com. Phoenix Down will continue. Uh, Legend of Heroes, Trails in the Sky?
4: Nope. Trails of Cold Steel.
1: Sorry, Trails of Cold Steel.
4: Or as Matt liked to say, Trials of Cold Steel. Trials
3: of Cold Steel. You know,
1: I confuse that sometimes too when I read it. I don't know why. Every time
3: I type it, I accidentally type Trials.
1: Just because you're thinking about that motorcycle game.
3: Trials. Welcome to the future.
1: Welcome to the future. Live a Anyway, that's it for this week. Next week, prepare yourselves for the annual incorrect prediction show of E three. Oh boy, we'll be here. Prepare, Drew. You gotta be ready,
3: dude. I have no idea even what to bring up.
1: Well, do some research this week.
3: Should I? Should I just like just do random stuff? Phantom Dust is coming out.
1: You know what? You probably have as good a chance at getting it right as the rest of us do. <laughs> I still think
4: the HD DVD is going to beat the blu race, so I think I got it this year. He's got it. Yep. It's good to go.
1: laugh All right, that's it. We see you next week. Mark Welcome to the
0: N4G pod.
3: Oh, this
1: is me, Mario This is going to be very interesting episode yeah. it Greetings, program I got lost trying to find my way to the secret underground n 4 radio lair the
0: And... you Play games not possible!
2: No bad boys allowed. And then I I killed the
0: dragon. And then I killed the dragon.